This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 92, Talking Heroclix. Welcome once again to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 92, Talking Heroclix. This is Adam Chapman, your host, and I'm joined by uh, my co-host today, Tom Gurr. And so, yes, this is a, a nateless episode of Talking Heroclix. It has not yet happened, but it is happening today. It is sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is sad. We, we miss Nate very much. Um, I hope Nate will, will listen to it and, and oh, he's appreciating, uh, appreciating the times that he's here. No, I, I think for sure he will. Um, so today we got a fair bit of exciting news has happened since the last uh, last Talking Hero Clicks episode, mainly that we finally started getting Wolverine and the X-Men dials. Yeah. Uh, I remember when it started, I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. I was like, I was all at Twitter. I, yeah. I was just so excited that we're finally getting this. It's interesting to think it comes out in just just over a month, a uh, month and two weeks, I think. It is sooner than we think it is. And at first I was thinking, boy, they're really throwing a lot of the kind of fancy stuff out early. Because we, we found out about the Phoenix Five early. Yeah, uh, We yeah. found the Magneto Prime uh, was, was, was was quite awesome. Like, the whole Magneto thing is... But... The regular Magneto is terrible, though. I don't mind him. He's a good throwback. My problem is, yeah, if you're going to give me a throwback, though, give me, like, a modern, awesome one in the proper costume and not Age of X, which was something I didn't like. Doesn't it seem a little backwards, actually? Doesn't it seem that the Prime should be the one, and that the, and the regular set one should be the Prime? A little bit, yeah. Or, it just, I, I just feel like Age of X shouldn't have been one at all. If it should have been anything, they could have done it as, like, a weird L.E., um, he may not be the only one we see. I don't know, but I now, suspect. I think it was Mike White who'd said, uh, one of our friends who'd said that he just wants to kind of squint at him and pretend he's the current Magneto from uh, Uncanny X-Men because he's wearing all white. Yeah. So if you just pretend yeah. that Age of X didn't happen and that this is really just Magneto from the current storyline, even though it doesn't make sense because his powers are broken in the current storyline, whatever, then it, it's a little bit easier to follow. Yeah. Then, but uh, he's a great dial, though. Oh, yeah. As much as I don't want... That's like that version of the character be made. At least they made a really cool Magneto dial, and I think it's cool. They they also gave us the team base early. They've been giving us a, lot, a bunch of characters, and at first I thought they weren't saving a lot in terms of, of, of reveals. But mm-hmm. it really it's closer than we think it is. It it's, is. It's before the end of the summer. Yeah. No, it's August fourteenth, I think. So it's coming really close. Oh, it's agonizing for my wallet. I know your wallet's like, oh my god, seriously. <laughs> Between all the fear itself stuff, you know, maybe go a little easy on me. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I'm actually surprised though. I mean, yesterday, which was July first, we got Longshot previewed. I actually thought we would get another team base because that's what they did with Teen Titans. They kept giving team bases every week, and I actually was more excited about getting that because that means you're getting like six characters a week. Even though we, uh, even though we knew that we were not going to see Alpha Flight, I was still kind of. Hoping in the back of my mind for the impossibility they would celebrate Canada Day with an Alpha Flight preview. That would have been awesome. Would have been awesome. That would have been really cool. <laughs> they don't care that much about Canada. No, alas not. And even Alpha Flight wasn't really Canadian so much as it was set in Canada. Yeah. I remember that was Alpha Flight was a big... I, I did a lecture on America, uh, Canadian superheroes in American comic books several years ago as really? part of a, of a lecture series on things that we are not allowed to be affiliated with. Was, Interesting. And... Uh, I'm not affiliated with comics, so I did that. That's awesome. Talked a lot about Alpha Flight. Read through all the back issues and whatnot. I love Alpha Flight. I love Alpha Flight too. I mean, I, I, whenever I go to comic cons, uh, they would always talk about it because we'd be in Canada. So they'd be like, everyone would always ask, "When are you bringing back Alpha Flight?" And it never works out well. No, it never works out. No, the way it gets you worse it every time somehow. Uh, um, the last time with Dale Eaglesham and I think Greg Pack and Fred Van Lenti, I loved it. Yeah, it felt like a return to form. It wasn't. 
this weird it wasn't like the weird Scott Lobdell you gotta be kidding me alpha flight yeah which was seriously you gotta be kidding me yeah. like it was just played for jokes whereas it felt more like this is the classic team doing classic badass things yeah. and it felt a little bit more enjoyable although that being said if you ever read the series and I should lend it to you um, it felt very much like this isn't Canada like <laughs> like the, the, it was a weird Canada where like basically like the like the ultra conservatives took over in like a way that it would make our actual conservatives blush. Really? And like they took over hardcore and it was like getting really militant and I'm like that is not in anywhere in no. the Canadian DNA. No, and if even even making it conservative in the first place is a, is a it's not a questionable move. I mean there's an element of that obviously in Canada and and and, and to, there is. to greater and lesser extent depending upon what region we're talking about, but but to the extent that they were doing it in this particular series was pretty crazy. Um, but anyway, so moving on to the actual dials. Or does we, if we're speaking to anyone who doesn't live in Canada, we're in a military state here. In case you weren't aware, <laughs> yeah, uh, according to Alpha Flight, yeah, right? according to Alpha Flight, that's how we live. It's very dangerous here. Uh, so first up, we have um, the the common number one in Wolverine and X Men. Fittingly, yep. is Wolverine. What were your initial thoughts on seeing him? Uh, well, my first, honestly, my first thought when I first saw him was that people were going to be mad again. Uh, because I thought we have another six-click Wolverine hovering at around 100 points with the heal-every-turn trade. Yep. Because the last two times we've seen it, then the strategy was relatively straightforward. Just go and kill. Yep. Um, at least when they did it with Lobo, and to a lesser extent with Little Lobo, um, then they were tough enough that usually mm. they weren't quite so easy to take out in one turn. True. Uh, whereas the Wolverines, if the Super Senses didn't hold, uh, then you could you could basically breeze through them in a turn. And people mm-hmm. have said, that's not Wolverine. They've improved on that with that mid-dial uh, Invincible yep. in a major way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and he actually, he, he is great, because he does lots of other things besides that. I'm kind of glad they didn't make him indomitable. At least you can push and, and take the damage for it, so it balances it a little bit. Yeah. Lots of blades. Not He's not just a sheer damage-dealing machine. No. Nope. Uh, his damage values aren't all that high, and he's relying on blades to do the work for him. Mm-hmm. But he's a little bit... He can survive a little bit better, and he's particularly good at hunting down someone. Yes, he is. Uh, or, or, or just moving quick. And so I like the there's versatility in it. He's the right number of points. He's got the X-Men TA. That mid-dial Invincible works really well with his trait, mm-hmm. because with the upfront toughness, it has to be a pretty hard hit to knock him past Invincible. Yeah. And once he's there, it's going to be hard to KO him with one shot with Invincible, unless it's a really big damage shot. No, you're right, completely. Um, I was surprised... That he didn't have actual regen anywhere in his dial. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not complaining or poo-pooing it or like crying foul. It just seemed like an odd decision because when you think of regen as a power, you usually think of Wolverine. Because <laughs> um, like on on the automatic regen card, he was the one on the card. Because I mean, he's the most prominent regen worthy character in comics. I would say. Yeah, I would. Um, agree. And so it just seems odd to have that character not have it. That being said. I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. He does have a way of healing, just not as quickly as he would have maybe liked. It just seemed odd. Oh, well, when he gets assigned with a full gauntlet, then you can just choose that when he <laughs> oh, hits yeah. ultimate, ultimate Godhood. Of course. And, I mean, yeah. I'm so tired of that being the conversation <laughs> that, com- that comes up. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And it's amazing how often it comes up. There's two, argu- there's two arguments I'm really tired of. The one is uh, you can make up for any dial design by just throwing the gauntlet or the belt on them. Yeah. Because that's ridiculous. And the other one is uh, saying that it's 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 useless to complain about the gauntlet or the belt because they've got nerfs for it, like 
that one Iron Man or Catwoman. Yeah. It's like, that's what I want to do. I want to play one of two to three characters <laughs> on my team every week, week in, week out. Just in case. All the time. Yeah. At least with the resources, you can put it on any team. And I don't like resources at all, but they're not limiting your build options that much. No, no, they're not. The, 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 their way of nerfing the resources is to say, just just play this character every week. Like, oh yeah, I, I like this character enough to play on, on every team that I ever play. And they're not actual, neither of those, and none of those characters you mentioned are really must-have plays. No. Like, they're, the Iron Man is extremely expensive for what he gives you. The Catwoman is a weird niche piece who's hard to use properly. So, yeah. okay, thanks. Sure. You know, thank you for giving this limited nerf ability. Outsiders is, is actually probably the best for it. Um, yes, that I would say. That's actually... And it's it's good that it's uncopyable. Otherwise, you'd see them everywhere all the time, and you just have wildcard abuse. I'm still glad that we've gotten away from wildcard abuse for the most part. I agree. It's not the type of thing like it used to be. Like that was your team. That was a core tenant of how you built a team. Thankfully, that is not the case anymore. But there was years of just you know the worst cheese possible. Uh, the Alicia Masters Pog was always uh, popular because yeah. she was four points, or whatever. Giving, giving you a Fantastic Four for four. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it was just stupid. Anyways, moving on. So I do like the Wolverine. I think he may not be as, as fancy as people wanted. I think Leon was kind of disappointed because he felt kind of vanilla yeah. for Wolverine. And he is. But Wolverine's kind of a vanilla character when you translate him to hero books. He's still a short dial. I mean, that seems to be... They seem to always need the short dial to mitigate that trait without it costing a lot of points. Yes. But you know, to, there are ways of getting around almost everything except sheer numbers of clicks. Mm. Especially in the age of, of vehicles. That shows... To a certain extent, just how robust it is to have a long dial. True. Vehicles have no defenses, and yet they hang in there like long stack, time uh, because yeah. of all the uh, all, all the clicks on them. And Wolverine is tough enough that he would be justified in having more clicks. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like this is a uh, almost the perfection of the of the six di- of the six click heal once every turn. Wolverine. Yeah, I'm good, and I like that it, it is just allowing him to heal. It doesn't have to be after. That's the limitation on having the ones where it's like after he's taken damage the previous turn, then he can heal. I like that he can heal all the time. Mm-hmm. Again, you're kind of making up for not having the regen, but there are. It is very situational on how effective that's going to be. Think we'll see another one. Um, I don't know. Do you think we'll see another Wolverine in the set? I, if you was going to see another one of anyone, uh, do we know what the common prime is yet? Uh no, I don't believe so. No, we don't. But I guess it, we would have seen on his card. They probably would have. It would have said A. Yeah, yeah. So it's likely not. Also, now that we know the the Phoenix Five are the chases, it's unlikely that we'll have a Wolverine chase as well, unless they go the Spider Man route and give us eight. Yeah. Where then you could have uh, five Phoenix Five and then maybe three Wolverine variants. Sweet. I mean, I'd be okay with it. No adamantium Wolverine. Just like crazy regen powers, but really well, limited blades. The last time we saw that version of the character, he had almost no regen because they did it in uh, with Mutant Mayhem. They gave him that sculpt, and it was you know him with the bandana, yeah. and the dial was in no way reflective of it. Oh, that's awful! You got to fix that. He uh, should have been like the the best regener in the planet yeah. on, on the in the game, and said he had I think he had like one maybe two clicks, yeah. and it was very sparse, and uh, he was not a good click at all. Yeah, very sorry. old though. It's too bad, but it's a nice throwback. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm wondering, I'm surprised that they haven't made one to tie in with the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Wolverine movie's coming out end of July. There's no movie set coming out for that. No Fast Forces either? Or no. um, not even like a little three-pack like Jonah Hex stuff? Not that I recall ever seeing. So it'd be, I'm, I would be interested to see if they actually made like a Hugh Jackman Wolverine. 
Yeah. I'm not a big fan of movie clicks, but I get that. Because that's kind of fun. Like, as a one-off, and not like its own set, and they have to, you know, like Man of Steel, where they have to keep pumping out product. I'd rather just have the one figure. They've never given us a hero click set for any of the film properties that aren't Marvel Studios, have they? Like, they never gave us a Fantastic Four. Uh, they never gave well, us Well, they gave us, level. technically, the Spider-Man tab app. Okay. The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Okay, that's, that's it, true. It was very clearly based on the movie, and it's not a Marvel Studios production. Okay, that's... I think that's the only point. one, because there haven't been many other, like, more recent... Um, Movies still me. that's a precedent. There's no reason they couldn't do a Wolverine film yeah. tab app with a Silver Samurai. Yeah. And... No. W- w- would you have ever gotten a? Would you ever want a Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider? Yeah. Just to, just to have him there. <laughs> I would just like a Nicolas Cage period. Uh, just that if they just made Nicolas Cage as a character that was just nothing but perplexed. Um... Yeah, I guess that's all he'd have, right? <laughs> I'd love to see the names of his powers. Like, yeah. That, that's always the fun when, with some of these character cards, and especially when you have actual humans represented, like when they did the uh, the Comic Con episode four, um, uh, you know, fun pack where you had like yeah. the Stanley and. And Morgan yeah. Spurlock and stuff, and so I like actually having real people and seeing how they represent them. They could, they could do uh, tra- they could do Travolta with Cage, and then you could have the, the morph mechanic on them. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Call face off. That <laughs> that'd be so awesome. It would never happen. It's so cool. Yes. Anyways, uh, moving on, we got number nine in the Wolverine well, the X Men set, which is the uh, I guess the veteran version of Longshot, who yeah. is so awesome. He's seventy five points, five range, three targets. Uh, the big thing about him that makes everyone excited is, is his trait, which is luckiest man alive. Mm. I don't know why they had to put man in quotation marks. Well, he's not human. I know, but it felt like a very, like... Yeah. Like, when you think he's not a man, isn't your immediate thought, is he a woman? Like, yeah. Like, he doesn't... <laughs> yeah, it, obviously, he's an alien that or a spineless one, and that's what that's in regards to. Right. But if you don't know that, you're like, I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Why isn't he not a man? <laughs> yeah. And you look at his long hair, and you're like, I guess he could be a woman. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, he is making out with a dude, so, you know, and they're not that used to having gay characters in comics. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, so his trade is, all of Longshot's hits, that's the very important wording here, yep. uh, are critical hits. If Longshot rolls 6-6, six, six, or double sixes, the attack can't be evaded, damage dealt is increased by an additional 1, and damage can't be reduced below 3. <laughs> so awesome. He's so awesome. <laughs> like, I looked at him, I was at, I was at a Blue Jays game yesterday, it was middle of Canada Day, and it was, like, we're waiting for the game to start, I'm just, I'm like, oh, it's 12 o'clock, better check the preview. And I see Longshot, and I just see the trait. Before I even looked at the rest of the dial, I was calling up Leon and being like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> I also think it's amazing that you were off on, uh, on your holiday weekend, uh, Baseball game uh, day off, and they're like, hang on, guys, I must pause this fun oh. for a moment so I can check the noon preview on here. Oh, for sure. Well, like, we were waiting for the game to start at one, and I told Kelly, like, we were there together. I'm like, at 12 o'clock, I'm gonna have to call Leon for a few minutes, regardless <laughs> of who the preview was. I had no idea who it was gonna be, and she's like, okay. And then I, I see it, I'm like, I gotta call. Well, look, Tanaka's up, gotta call. Uh, Whatever, I would have called Nate for that one. Okay. I would, I would have called him wherever he was, and yeah. been like, oh my god, an acolyte is up. <laughs> um, but no, long shot is great. He starts with that opening running shot, which makes him so usable. Yeah, an eleven attack and having a two damage, which is really three because of the yeah getting the critical and hit. even more if you can get the trip the triple targets away, then your critical hit is plus one to all hit targets. So gross. So you know you, that two damage could become a five quickly in terms of what's being divvied well, out. Imagine if he actually rolled a real critical hit. Yeah. Um, and and he was targeting three people. Well, damage can be reduced below three for each. Yeah, how is that? Like, is that how? I'm sure that's how it is. Because damage dealt is increased by an additional one, yeah. and damage can't be reduced below three. Well, how does that? 
work per character. I although I don't know for sure, I my my strong assumption would be that each character is reducing the damage, and thus yeah. when the character reduces the damage, the character checks the trait for the limitations on that reduction. Now, what if the damage I was doing to you was only one? How does that work? It, and, and you were going to reduce it, but you can't reduce it below three. We well, can't reduce it below three, but it, it never was three in the first place. No, so it just it would still be ignore. one. It would still be one. I don't know. I'm just asking. I have no. Oh idea. yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it would be. Yeah, it, it would still okay. be one. Okay. Because it can't be. It can't be lower than three. It also doesn't go up to three. No. You know, when it's lower to begin with. But uh, and then having clicks two, three, and four all have precision strike. Because he's not dirty enough already. Yeah. So <laughs> like I would probably be pushing him off that top click because then you have two uses of running shot. Hopefully you still have prob. You still have prob. Uh, he's you know from range he's got either an eighteen or nineteen, and then he has the prob to help him. Um, because he's got the energy shield. He's just so awesome. He's going to be another one of these ones that's a bit tricky to remember with the new rules of obviously Prob and Wit and Perplex being uh, the the minimum being six and his yes. range being five. I can see that tripping people up maybe. Um, yeah, and well, you know... It's, I can see that tripping me up and forgetting I could go the extra, the extra yeah, square. But. I'm still trying to get used to the whole thing. I mean, I, I came up against this, and I'll talk about this later, but in our Fear Itself uh, tournament, I had a guy with TK, but it was Dr. Druid, so really... His TK was eight squares, but his prop was only worth six squares. Mm-hmm. And to get in the close to really getting into, like, having to really take the initiative in, in, in some of these matches, I just could never use my prop. Yeah. I just, it, it's just so frustrating to get used to the new rules. Uh, once, in like two years from now, we'll, be, we'll forget what it was like when you could use range of 10. But right now, it's incredibly maddening because, yeah. and, and everyone's like, well, why didn't you just prop it? Look at his range. Oh yeah, like I, I feel like I almost could have gotten it, over, gotten away with it, but I wouldn't want to do that because that'd be dishonest. But because people forget. Well, that was in my. In, well, we'll talk about this in fear itself as well. But it was another situation where the guy I was playing against didn't realize that you did have to break away for hypersonic. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I was rolling to break, and he was asking why, um, and that was why. And the result of those rolls not favorable. But, no, well, three, three ones. You probably should have said nothing. But again, you're a good guy and a good player and an honorable person. Yeah. So. So you followed the real rules, even though you probably didn't need to because you wouldn't have known. You wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, you, you, you play. We win or lose by the and, rules. And, and for being a, the, a good honorable person, you got so shafted <laughs> by three consecutive ones. Okay, it could have gone worse. And, and, and some other time, I'll, I'll, I'll roll incredibly well, and I'll call that even True. or something. So back to long shot. So yep. he has the starting running shot, then the two clicks of leap climb. Then he's charging, which is awesome. And, with exploit, uh, with exploit, and having precision strike, which is an interesting combination. That one click where you, you've got the option, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the last click, he has the one damage, which again is always two. And then he also has uh, regen, which is just extra gravy. Double digits attacks throughout the entire time. He's so good for seventy-five points. Yeah, I'm so excited to use him. And I was telling Leon about him. He's like, "Well, he's an SR, right?" I'm like, "No, he's a common." <laughs> and he's like. Holy shit! Like you could have a team of four of these guys. And as as you as you pointed out before, uh, you're not exactly limited when it comes to keywords on him either. No, he's got celebrity, Excalibur, Exiles, martial artist, Mojoverse, X Factor, X Men. If you want a keyword like non generic team, you could. Yeah. If you want to put him on a martial artist or celebrity team, you easily could. Oh, yeah. Or you could run him on a team of four of himself. That's true. Three hundred points. That's actually pretty badass. Wow, four long shots. Oh, just four probs. Uh, yeah. all crit hits. Yeah, well, you got four natural props. Now, is it the rule that you can't use team prop if you can use regularly? Or Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, once he takes a hit, then he's able to use theme props. Like, the potential in this guy is insane. I kind of want to use four of them. Is that wrong? Yeah, but, you know, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's a trick. 
It uh, is a trick. It is a trick. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, too, I, I guess with long shot, you, technically there's only one long shot in all the multiverse, too, which is unfortunate because you can't even like come up with a reason that there'd be four of them. As far as I'm concerned, anytime you anyone with the Exiles keyword, you can you can come up with the excuse of using their multiples. Because I'm yeah. sure that sooner or later the Exiles would have got around to it if they didn't. But there's only one multiverse. That's something they've actually established. Okay, well. It's it's sad. I would have liked it. Well, not that I want to see multiple mojos. All, <laughs> yeah. all fighting for better ratings. Yeah. Um, anyway, mo- moving on to the uncom. Actually, you know what? Just I just noticed something here on the dial list. They actually have Deathlock listed as 11A. Yeah. So I guess he's yep. the prime. He's I don't the know prime. The prime is like. Deathlock. Interesting choice. Um, you know, I'm okay with that because I mean, there, there's been like at least three or four different versions of Deathlock. Hell, there's Deathlocket in Avengers Arena. I, Locket. It's a girl. It's yeah. a little girl. I don't oh, know why they call her Deathlocket. Yeah. Right. Also, apparently, Sharp. I do like Deathlock, and so I'm not sorry to see him there. Which version of him? Because there's like so many. I like the uh, Maximum Carnage. Era. I was going to say that's the one I know. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I know more than anything else. I forget yeah. his real name, but yeah, he's he's mine. Yeah. Uh, although he did not do well in that crossover. No, you know, he, he basically got tied much. up and electrocuted. He didn't really do anything. Then again, neither did Night Watch, and that doesn't take away my love of Night Watch. You're the only one who does. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. I tried at one point to recommend them. I tried at one point posting on a, on a thread on Realms that we need a Night Watch character, and they exited out because it had twat inside of it. Seriously? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't write Night Watch. I had to put a space in. <laughs> wow, not even HC Realms. The forum itself will appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so then, number sixteen of the set is the experienced Cyclops, who comes on—well, not on—but he can be put on the team base yep. for the X Men Blue Strike Squad. I guess is the actual That's full name. Strike Force. Yeah. Strike Force. Yeah. Um, now, first of all, his trade is the Summers Brothers, which I'm so happy about. Uh, so Cyclops ignores all damage dealt by characters named Havoc unless, unless it's, it's dealt a close by a close combat attack, which is awesome. So awesome! They can punch each other out, but they can't. Be. And it can't be ignored. Now, yeah. the one thing that I wish they'd said Havoc or Alex Summers. Because yeah. technically, I can go back to uh, what was it, Mutations of Monsters? Yeah. Or no, no, it wasn't Mutations of Monsters. Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. Yeah. Okay. I can use him. Yeah. And he can hurt him. There you go. He is four damage. You found the range. loophole. I found the loophole. <laughs> Take that, Heroclix. You thought you got me. Pretty strongly suggest that there'll be a pulse wave on Havoc when we see him. Yeah. Um, just the fact that it can't be ignored. I mean, it's it's fine. They, that's a good idea to have anyway. But no, it is. To me, especially. it implies that. Uh, and well, and I like, I mean, because Cyclops himself gets a, a pulse wave as well. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that, that they're really protecting both. Um, that's going to be awesome to see. And like, I was talking with Nate, and he's like, okay, I'm going to use the you know X Men from the TV series, and you use the uh, X Factor from the TV series, yeah. and we'll go at it, and we'll have them go up and square off against one another, like, and, and just punch each other out. That would be awesome. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he start. This is where we start seeing pink powers, or at least the use yeah. of pink powers being uh, implemented in a lot of these X Men Blue characters. So you have Cyclops himself having. Uh, force Blast and Sidestep to begin with, which is an awesome combination. It is an awesome combination, although it, it does he doesn't have the mobility of the running, of that opening running shot that he had in uh, GSX. No, and he's and he, I like that he operates very differently from the GSX Cyclops. Yeah. This isn't the supreme commander of all mutant kind. This is he's still in X Men Blue era. Um, he's a lot more aggressive though in terms of his powers. Yeah, uh, the fact that he's alternating between Pulse Wave and Psycho Blast is insane. Yeah. Um, but very awesome. And I like that he's kind of just standing there to begin with and just kind of sliding in and around like something you'd see on a video game before he's really cutting loose. The sidestep also helps to mitigate the fact that he doesn't have Sharpshooter uh, because at least he can try to step away to make a ranged attack. Now yeah. that being said, it only is on one click that has a power that is really 
geared towards uh, ranged attacks. That is to say, mm. a second click has, has pulse wave, or rather, uh, a psychic blast. And so you really feel the loss of, of Sharpshooter if you're yes, being you tied do. down. So Sidestep's nice to have in that respect. Mm-hmm. But considering he's also blasting them away, uh, then... Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, he does have the Force Blast, so that's helpful as well. Uh, he's also a better leader than you are, which is awesome. Uh, he can use leadership. When Cyclops hits an opposing character, that character loses all keywords and can't use leadership or team abilities until your next turn. Holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to swear, but I mean, that's... Um, if he pings, like, you know, Galactus, uh, Galactus can not be outwitted now? Or oh, actually, can't be outwitted, but he, at least he could be... Well, he can't use. That's the thing. He can't use a team or, ability. Let's he use Thanos. Thanos. Let's not use a giant character who ignores most things. Sure. Uh, so if you hurt, you know, Thanos, you can really, really take it. Yeah, even Galactus. Like, there's nothing about... There's nothing that Galactus would ignore about this. No. Right? Because it's just when he hits him, then, then there's an effect that has happened. No, that's uh, true. So yeah, all team abilities are are, are losing all your keywords is crazy too. Yeah, you and can't use the well, you can't use uh, theme team. Yeah. Now I guess that has to be the resolution of of the hit, right? Because when he hits an opposing character, so that's only after all rules are done. So he couldn't hit you and say the roll succeeds, and then they call for theme team prob, and you say no, yeah. you've lost your keywords because you haven't actually hit until correct all yeah, probs are yeah. done. Yeah. And what's important about this though is he doesn't have to damage you. Right. He just needs to hit you, which yeah. is nice. Uh, it's probably a good thing then that he only has one target because I think that you'd see a lot of abuse. And that's probably why he only has one also, target. Also, he can't go cross-eyed or point his eyes in different directions. He should never have multiple targets, I don't think. I agree with you, but he has in the past. I know. So there is some precedent, but at least it feels like there's a re- like that's the reasoning for not letting him do that because yeah. then his power would be insane. I think Cyclops is better when he's got longer range and, and one target. It just feels more like Cyclops. It does feel more like Cyclops. So seven is a little short for Cyclops, but... Yeah. I mean, again, he's got a lot of mobility, like, on what, uh, how many clicks does he have? So I think on, what, six of his clicks, he's got some sort of mm-hmm. ability to move and then attack, which is nice. Yeah. Having the willpower in the middle, I like that he doesn't have Indomitable. I like that. I love I, that, too. Well, it just it feels like WizKids has forgotten how to put willpower on characters when it's not Indomitable. As Nate usually says, it's lazy dial design to just throw on Indomitable all the time. Yeah. So I actually like seeing it there. Although it does almost seem weird to see it. You're like, oh, what color is this? Maybe. It, to me, Cyclops is quintessential for actually having willpower on the dial. All, not all, but a great many of the versions of Cyclops we've seen have had it at some point. And, no, that's and true. It is a quintessential power form, so I think it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, um, Indomitable is horrendously overused, mm-hmm. especially in the middle of fear itself. So. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I'm going through the Wolverine the X-Men Dialysis on HC Realms, and I, I'm seeing things I didn't even know. So Jean Grey is number 17, Polaris is 20, Deathbird is a prime. This is going to be so awesome. Deathbird, eh, Prime, well, not I, sure about that, but Deathbird's I, in the set at all. Well, what I'm thinking about I mean, that is you're probably seeing the Shi'ar, like the more classic Deathbird, and then that new one, or is it that Warbird, or not Warbird. You know that girl who's in Wolverine and the X-Men, the Shi'ar emissary who's protecting Gladiator? Wasn't she called Deathbird? I can't remember. Okay. Well, I, I think if that's what it is, yeah. then you're having the one who's the sister of Lalandra and the other one who's a totally different character. It can still be both, right? Name. Like, there's nothing about the Prime that precludes it from being a different person. No, like, it doesn't. Hobgoblin's a good example of that. Well, and even uh, Frank Drake and Hannibal King. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So we've yeah. seen it before. Well, Aloysia and uh, basically anything from Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, sorry, from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Because weren't all of theirs basically different characters? Brother and Doctor Voodoo, yeah. Uh, I guess that's the only one where it's yeah. the same guy. But the other three were totally different. Yeah. Um, and then Havoc's number 24 and Sauron or sorry Sauron you, we've seen the sculpt for Sauron I, I, was I trying to pull off a Lord of the Rings pronunciation yeah, there Sauron 
Okay, but this one's Sora. It's the eye. Yeah, okay. Um, Wrong set. Bring us to Rare Gambit, who's number 31 in the set. Again, the first thing Nate said when he saw it, why is it always so expensive? That's the first time I'm funny that I... This is exactly what I was going to say. It's like, great, another Gambit who's a third of your build total almost. Yeah, he's 118 points. He's more expensive than Wolverine and Cyclops. Yeah. Um, I, that being said, he's amazing. It does seem a little bit like they're making up for lost lost design on him. Mm. It's been so long since we've seen him. And so they figure that it will, will, they'll give us something nice and special. Yeah. Honestly, I could do with less. But uh, he's still cool. No, he's he ignores hindering terrain. Uh, I like he's got two traits. Uh, I like that he's the best thief. So if you have if your opponent places an object that's five points or less, you can replace it with a standard light object instead, which is a nice little fu. Yep. If you don't want to go up against someone who's got like a yellow lantern or something, camera or, bomb or a ga- oh, oh, I hadn't even thought about that camera yeah. bomb. Damn, yeah. that's pretty brutal. Camera bomb becomes a trash can. Yeah. yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. What has Gambit done? Yeah. <laughs> What kind of prep does he have here? Um, but it's he's pretty... stolen a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> no diffusing of it. He no, he's stolen it. it. Um, and then he has the biokinetic charging, which is a great use of the, his abilities. Mm-hmm. Which is he can use super strength, but he can't pick up or hold heavy objects. So, like Bullseye, he's limited to uh, light objects. Yep. When he throws an object, modify his attack value by plus two and increase the damage dealt by two, which is so cool. So, that is that is mean. Why does his attack go up when he throws an object? I don't know. <laughs> What's crazy well, more too, likely to hit than when he just punches you in the face? Well, here's the thing. Now, I have a stupid question, and this is dumb. But okay. when you're throwing an object, are you limited by your... Like, can you target more than one character with an object? With a thrown object? Or is it just a regular like ranged attack? How does that work? It's an interesting question. I'm pretty sure that it's a, you make a ranged attack against a single target. Okay. Because I, I, haven't, I haven't looked it up. Again, I'm so prepared. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Cause because I, he does have three targets. I, I mean, could be wrong. Uh, but it does at least activate energy explosion anyway, right? Cause it's just, yep. So you throw an object and then it explodes. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? Like that, this it is takes what... a little like, crumbling doom statue or whatever from the Fantastic Forces and throws, yeah. a, throws a piece of stone and it blows up. I like anything that makes these characters really feel like you're reading a comic book or like this is what you would actually see in a comic. Yeah. This is what Gambit would do. Uh, you know, he starts with uh, Leap Climb. When your opponent has more than one action remaining in his action pool... Gambit can use stealth. When was the last time anything depended on your action pool? Yeah, seriously, that's pretty cool. Um, so that's kind of an interesting way of giving when him your stealth. opponent has more than one action remaining. Yeah, which is yeah. interesting. So basically, it, stealthy until the until the last. Until they've used every action in their pool. Well, yeah. especially if he's still around at the end of the well, game. More than one. So when they have one, his stealth goes away. Yes, you're so right. The last person to act could use it, or now they could you, preemptively outwit. If you're against a single person army. They are, uh, they're never going to be able to get to see you. Correct. Because they're always going to have, well, I mean, if it's single-person army, they're going to have at least two actions left every yeah. turn. Um, so, I mean, that's an interesting way of making him have stealth, but not regular stealth. Yeah. Uh, and Leap Climb makes sense for him. Again, he starts off with that uh, brutal uh, psychic blast, then he goes into where I think is the best, where he's got running shot and energy explosion, because that is so deadly now. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that with finally... Finally, uh, energy explosion's badass. It is. Like now you look at it, and you're like, holy shit! But they they also seem to be being quite liberal with their triple targeting. I mean, that's Longshot and Gambit that both have it, and arguably, I'd say both deserve it though. Well, maybe not Gambit. Longshot, yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's he's the luckiest man. He is luckiest man alive. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I agree. I would, I would I would handle Gambit with two, but three is even he more. He throws badass. playing cards though, so I mean, it, it's like how many times has he thrown multiple playing cards at someone at different people? Even like mm-hmm. that's. It's something he does in the comics or in the animated series, so I'm more okay with it. 
it's an interesting way of getting getting at the uh, the idea of throwing the object. He starts with three damage. Mm-hmm. So if he's just hitting you with a range attack and he's doing three damage, yep. uh, if he's hitting you with a thrown object, it can only be light, and and it's increasing the damage dealt by two. So it's going from the standard two that it would deal to plus two to four. Yeah. So the net result is that you're slightly better off to throw the object, but yeah. you're, he's not like he's. Uh, it's not like he's poor when he's on his own. In fact, the only thing about it is that because he starts with Psychic Blast, depending on who you're against, you might be better off not throwing the object. True, but you have that option at yeah. least. And plus, it's, it would be nice about it as well is that um, he can, like, it'd be nice to actually have it always on you because then if someone does base you, you could still use it. Yeah. Like, you just obviously. And keep in mind that you can put objects down now. And so with his stealth uh, yeah. most of the time, he does have the ability to grab an object, go drop it, and then set himself up in a stealthy position to throw cards. And That's stuff. true, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he's a good piece. And uh, I do like that they threw in the. Uh, he's got sidestep at the end, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because that's what he. That, again, is a very comic accurate thing. Mm-hmm. And then that last kind of mind control, he's so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's so charming. Like, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't give him shape change. Uh, that, that normally yeah, that's what I associate that, with sexiness, but now because it's microphone. Oh, shape change. change is when you take your clothes off. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, fair yeah enough. So there you yeah, go. When you inspire others to take their clothes off, it's, <laughs> it's my control. control. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then he's got uh, Spy, X Men, Horseman of Apocalypse, and Marauders. So yep. All keywords that make sense for him. Um, his interesting uh, inclusion on a spy team because he's got a little bit more of a, of an offensive stance because a lot of spies usually are more outwit and stealth whereas this is much more like holy shit this guy's got a lot of options very much be your primary attacker on a spy team usually I would expect to I think he would be uh, uh, magic is number 33 but she's not revealed yet then we come to the rookie Magneto yeah um, oh. I'm more disappointed because if we're going to get a Brotherhood of Mutants team base I just thought the Magneto we get would be really cool instead he's the lamest. I'd almost rather use Infinity Challenge by Needle because he's basically the same guy. Sixty-five points for all this. Look at this. Look at that nine range barrier that you're laying down for okay, sixty-five yeah, points. He does give you some stuff, but I, I just I wanted a Magneto who was running in there and getting involved. Well, you've you've got one. He's the prime. Ugh. But he's not real. <laughs> so th- so this one he starts with uh, magnetic force barrier as his trait. Which is opposing characters within range modify their range and speed values by minus one for each action token assigned to Magneto. That's an interesting kind of new spin on yeah. the idea of having this force barrier that he's got. Yeah. Uh, he starts with magnetic repulsion, which is he can use force blast. He may use it as a free action to target an opposing character within four squares on a fire. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, like he's got some cool things. Yeah. It's just overall he leaves me feeling a little cold. He does not leave me feeling cold. He doesn't feel like, you know, the leader of, a, of an army of evil mutants, admittedly. No, uh, especially for, ac- like, he has the Acolytes keyword, so yeah. that's something when he's much more badass. He even has the Hellfire Club keyword. Again, when he's, well, not as badass, but at least more powerful. Yeah. Uh, but Brotherhood of Mutants at least fits. And then he has the Capture Cape Citadel missile base, which is, if he occupies an opponent's starting area, give him a power action and choose a square on the map. For each character occupying that square or an adjacent square, roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled. On a result of 4 to 6, deal that character 3 damage. That is crazy. Yeah. That's, but that's, you also have to traverse... A lot of General the Ross calling the airstrike. Yeah, you, but you have to traverse a lot and get to the opponent's starting area. I feel like it's, it's a really interesting power. More situational than most situational powers. It's yeah. never going to happen. No. Like... This guy does not have, like, especially because he starts with Barrier, um, like, you have to push anyway to get onto this power, but you have to get, you have to cover a lot of real estate, you have a relatively slow movement, eight or seven, depending on which dial you're, uh, click you're on, yeah. uh, you're, yes, you're flying, but you're slowly hobbling across the map to get there, I think you're going to die before you get there. Yeah, you probably won't, it won't come up a lot, admittedly, uh, I, and I can't 
see a lot of instances. He can't even be carried, so you're right. He's, gonna, he's not going to be crossing the map very often. But I just love that for 65 points, he's got huge range, uh, which is great for both his ability to attack people and his ability to use barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's TKing people out. Later, he's getting RCE. Uh, it's a great, great yeah. economy for 65 points. And uh, you're right. It's, a, it's just a little bit strange that he's not the leader of the the army that he could be. Yeah. Now moving on, then we have the Prime Magneto. Uh, so his seven range, two targets, starts at 210 points or 90 if you just want the rookie version. Yeah. Uh, so he ha- he's pretty. He has a very strong start. In it. Like I, oh, I, man, I just wish I just wish he wasn't Age of X, which is such a stupid thing to be upset about. I know. Yeah. Uh, so he starts with carry the remnants of the mutant race as his trait, so he can carry up to six characters. Adjacent characters that share a keyword with Magneto can use the X-Men team ability. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, now I feel like most characters with the Age of X, Excalibur, New Mutants, or X-Men keywords will have the X-Men team ability for the most part, but in case they didn't, yeah. now they do. Um, he starts with Fortress X as his uh, his defensive power, which gives him barrier, defend, and invulnerability. When he uses barrier, he may place up to eight blocking terrain markers, so he is crazy. <laughs> Uh, and friendly characters, friendly characters adjacent to any of these blocking terrain markers can use toughness. This power can't be countered by characters 150 points or less. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That I mean, is... The potential of that is pretty insane. And then later on his dial, he gets... Uh, so, it, you know, the only thing sad about it is, is how often are you really going to want to use it? Because it's such an awesome barrier, but so is Running Shot Psychic Blast for 5 damage. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to want to... I could see maybe on the clicks 3 and 4 when he loses the Running Shot, you're more stationary and maybe you, you can't like no one's within your range anymore it's also one of those really big game type of uh, powers if you're playing a thousand point game then I can see a lot of value in laying down eight barrier squares oh completely between you and but in a 300 point game he's your team he's 210 points of your team so it's unlikely you're going to be using him for barrier but it's good to his options again uh, then he also later clicks on click four, five, six, and seven. He has uh, if Magneto occupies the highest elevation on the map, modify his attack and damage values by plus one when targeting a character in a lower elevation. Situational, but kind of cool. I like that. Uh, much like we talked about uh, Superman, uh, or maybe you talked about it on a cast I wasn't on, but Superman healing when he's at uh, the mm-hmm. highest elevation. Um, Similar to that. I like powers that are tied to elevation in that respect. When it seems appropriate, and this does feel appropriate, Magneto lording above those below him, especially this version. Yeah. Um, now, interesting. I th- I feel like I would be more likely to just use the ninety point version because yes, he's only got five clicks, but two hundred and ten seems a little expensive these days. But again, it's because non indomitable. Well, that's and I hate that that always becomes the the complaint. But yeah. because they keep giving indomitable to very cheap characters, when you have a character over two hundred points, and we're going to get to X Man later, who's also suffers from this problem. Uh, you don't have Indomitable, and suddenly that's a huge strike against your playability. Yeah, uh, you want to be able to push or use his character more often, and the fact that you can use, you know, a hundred point character to do that and not two hundred ten points feels a little tough. The thing, it's not just a matter of the Indomitable, though. Uh, the other thing about it is that it's it's tied to what you're getting as you push. This mm. Magneto pretty much just declines as he goes through his dial. So yeah. I'm, I'm especially I'm not just uh, against pushing because I don't like giving up damage. It's also that I don't want to give up the playability of my own piece. Mm. And when we do get to X Man later, that's not so much the case with him. Uh, I feel right. like you're, when you're pushing him, he may be taking damage, but he's likely dealing dishing out more than more than his share. Correct. Um, and so that increases the uh, the playability of the piece. It's so much like playing Hulks. There are lots of Hulks 
Um, yes, there are. Yeah, there sure are. But there are also lots of non-indomitable hulks that are quite playable because of the fact that as you push, you get through their dials, and and he keeps being strong, or he switches one strength for another. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I, I can kind of handle it in those types of scenarios. Magneto always seems to to fall under the umbrella of not only non-indomitable, but also not diverse enough throughout the dial to not feel like you're really giving something up when you're pushing. Um, the only one is these uh, Magneto as Zorn, where yeah. he has that crazy upkick at the end. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, for the most part, you are right. He is a declining character. He's an old man, though. That's true. Once you punch him in the face, he should be like, holy crap, this isn't going to go He is well. a ripped old man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty ripped old man. <laughs> if Jim Lee's on him, then... Uh... Sorry, I guess that's not the right right way to say it, but I mean, when Jim Lee is illustrating <laughs> Magneto, he's extremely built. Yeah. Um, then uh, Spiral, we don't know yet, but she's number 41 in the set, so she's a rare, so thankfully I won't have to worry about getting her. Yep. Uh, then Super Rares, we have Jubilee. Sweet! It's interesting that she's the X-Men Blue character who got the SR treatment, um, but she's awesome. Yes, she is awesome. Four range, two targets, uh, very Jubilee-ish. Um, when she has a trait, uh, adopted duo, when Jubilee is adjacent to a friendly character named Wolverine, they both modify their attack values by plus one, if not already modified by this effect. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised it didn't have... In some way, incorporate the word Wolverine. Uh, that's what she used to call him. Uh, but I do like that she has that. She's 56 points, very effective in cost. Uh, she's got the Generation X and X Men keywords. Um, her power on the first three clicks is Firework Show. She can use Energy Explosion when she does. In addition to the normal effects, each hit, each, yeah, each hit character must either A, be given an action token, or modifies their attack value by minus two until the end of the next turn. Awesome. Yep. That's probably better than Jubilee deserves. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, she starts with stealth, which makes sense because of how she was first introduced in the comics as being this alley rat um, who was able to kind of sneak around and, and follow the X-Men home to Australia. Sounds odd in the sentence. And then, <laughs> and then basically live there for a while without them knowing about it, which seems very far-fetched, but, I mean, yeah, that's well, just the way she was because she was that Jubilee, yep. She's... And then she gets sidestepped because everyone does. Yep. It's a lot of sidestep already. It already is, but it's it's almost impossible to imagine why a character wouldn't ever get it. Now, like, sidestep is just one of those things where, unless they're really uh, relatively, like, they're not going to be giving sidestep to the blob, but mm. unless you're the blob or something, you can give it to almost any character. It feels like it, it should be given to someone with some sort of skill at getting away. Now, granted, early Jubilee does. does make sense yeah. to have that, but I also feel running shot makes a little bit more sense for her. Because she is kind of running around like a, a, a she gets that too a whiner. She gets it eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah at the end of her di- of her dial, see, she never really has a bad click because she starts with stealth, perplex, and her firework show. Yeah. Then she has sidestep in the firework show, so she's still able to do the energy explosion. Mm-hmm. Her damage does go down to one, so that's not as good. But the, suddenly, the energy explosion is actually doing more damage than her base damage. And it's a nice close energy explosion that makes sense for her. Yeah. And then she goes back up to two damage, and then on her last two clicks, now she's running, shotting, and incapping. So she's always kind of good. And and for 56 points, she fits like uh, that kind of tertiary attacker quite nicely. I don't think she deserves super senses. I don't. I don't know where that's coming no. from. I I didn't. I forgot to look at the card to see what the actual name of the power was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't belong. It doesn't really fit what she does. No, no. Uh, she gets taken out all the time. Even combat reflexes. I almost feel like Julie should be a bit defenseless. Yeah. Well, she, I guess the idea is that she's trained with Wolverine enough. Yeah. The Kitty Pride, I mean, more so because she actually became an. Uh, Based on the way that Jubilee is used in the comics, I would almost be ha- be more satisfied to see a special defense power that is adjacent friendly characters can use defend to replace Jubilee's mod. <laughs> like I would feel like she always has to that hide would, behind someone. That would actually be really, that, well. That's more Jubilee from the animated series. If we ever got like. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the animated series versions of the characters, yeah. that's exactly what that would be. That's true. I mean, essentially, that's what this looks like anyway, because, you know, Jim yeah. Lee's X-Men were the ones in the TV series, yeah. but... Uh, now, her prime, insane. Just 33 points. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. The potential on this character to go up to from click 5 to 1 is the best vampire in the game in yeah. some ways in terms of the cost like you're paying 33 points yes you're only getting 3 clicks to start but look at the potential upsides are insane it doesn't and it, it's ridiculous like the, there is no way that any amount of blood in Vampire Jubilee should make her this good the fact in, that at any point like yes you have to do a lot of attacks but if you're ever up to doing uh, five damage with Jubilee. Hats off to you. Five <laughs> penetrating damage with Jubilee and super strength, so she could do seven. No, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. That's insane. And the fact that she gets invincible in the middle. Yeah, she's the best vampire yeah. for her cost, at least. Uh, I mean, there are others who start better, but she. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. You can't really Dracula... compare with Fear Itself. Dracula, like Fear Itself, Dracula is two hundred and whatever, two hundred ten or whatever points it is. And yeah, he goes up to some, to an insane click. But his insane click is the same damage as hers. Yeah. Um, Except hers is penetrated. It's unlikely that she'll often get up to that far. But if she does, holy crap, that's amazing. She really just needs two good um, two good attacks to at least get up to the Invincible. And then she's really defending herself. Yeah. But yeah. Is there that, some way to give her flurry? Yeah. But there certainly is. I don't, uh, I, I don't like that she's the new Warriors keyword. Because this is not in any way indicative of what she was. She was powerless, and yeah. she had some like uh, mechanical constructs, or she had like a basic power suit. Um, Whatever keyword should be ridiculous. <laughs> like it's just... yeah, but she's a monster. New Warriors and X Men. She has no range because she has no powers, and she's just a vampire. But holy crap, you're getting a lot for 33 points. The potential yeah. is very high with her. Otherwise, you're just laying down smoke cloud, which is better than it's been ever. Yeah, and smoke otherwise, cloud is a lot tired. better now. Yeah. Uh, then the next super rare that we again we don't know yet is Black Queen. Can't wait to see what she's like. And then we come up to X Man, who I remember when they first showed that we were going to get the Shaman, or at least that was his costume. Yeah. And I remember saying to Leon, "I'm excited, but I'm also extremely scared that they're going to fuck this up." I'm pretty sure you said it on the podcast. I, I probably yeah. did because I, I just I, I couldn't imagine that they would find a way to make him work as the Shaman. And to be honest, I don't think they did. No, they didn't. But they, they just ignored his costume. But they, they used the costume. It basically should have been the classic X-Men. Yep. That being said, he's amazing, so I'm okay with it. No. So I'm not in any way upset so. with it. I mean, uh, he's everything I ever could have wanted in a lot of ways. The fact that you know he is very expensive, 287 points. The first thing Leon said to me, I'm like, well, he doesn't have a dumb one. He's like, just put the belt on him. Yep. I'm like, shut up. The first, time, the first thing everyone has ever said. Like, well, if you put the belt on him, then he's 300 points. I'm like, I, I, I won't ever use the belt, so that won't work for me. Yeah. But um, he's the best TKer in the game. Um, yeah, as say, he should be. I should talk about his traits, I guess. Uh, he's got, I don't really belong in this world, so he's a wild card, but he may be given an, a free action to copy the team ability of an opposing uh, character instead of a friendly character, so that's awesome. Yep. Uh, then he's a TK prodigy. Uh, he can use TK with all instances of 8 squares replaced by 12 squares. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> when he uses it to place an opposing character in hits, if you place the character adjacent to blocking terrain, including walls, deal that character 2 penetrating damage after actions resolve. Just Holy shit, again. Unbelievable. 12 squares away, slam into a wall. What can I say? That's amazing. <laughs> pack your 65-point your Magneto so you can get some 9-range barrier and, uh, <laughs> and just start uh, X-Man throwing him into that barrier. Yeah, no, and, and that's a. That, it's interesting because. Or the Mandarin. Just, there you go. Yeah. Did the Mandarin have 12 range barrier? I, I think he did. Can't yeah. they both stand back there from 12 squares away and one of them's at the barrier and the other guy TKs him into it? Yeah, that'd work. 
Dream um, team, Adam. Dream I'm, team. I'm extremely happy to see him. I, I just, I love X Men. And although the first thing Leon said too, or not the first thing, the second thing huh. was, uh, why doesn't he have the X Men team build? And I'm like, you know, to be honest, he was never really on the team. Yeah. Although he was on a New Mutant squad, so there is a little bit of a reason. Not the keyword him. either. I mean, it's. He was on the Astonishing X-Men in the, like, not the AOA version, but the regular universe version for three issues. Yeah. And that was his involvement with that team. Yeah. He fought the Dark X-Men, was never on that team. And, but then... But he then, doesn't belong. Like, he, that's his whole storyline, kind of, is he doesn't yeah, belong. Yeah, but he was on the New Mutants, but again, yeah. that was the depowered wussy version that I would like to pretend never happened. Yeah. They brought him back just to depower him instantly. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what was the point? I don't need this character. Yeah. I don't need this wimpy version of Nate Gray. Thankfully, that's not the version we got in Heroclix. Yeah, Brotherhood's a little dubious. He was there for two issues. Yeah, exactly. You see? Therein lies dubious. There's no real reason for him to have that. Um, I would have appreciated him being having like celebrity as a keyword in some ways because he was the uh, the prophet of uh, George Washington Square he was an actor with an acting troupe back in the OA so there's almost more of a reason for him to have celebrity yeah but uh, it is what it is because he was an actor in a touring troupe in AOA well, I guess he was an he was a, he was an actor well, yeah it's, it's a stretch but I'll take I'm it I'm sorry some of the celebrities we have already are already stretches yeah that's fair so uh, and plus again him being the, the prophet of uh, George Washington Square was actually uh, a long not long running but it was for a few months yeah more than that I, almost like a year of him being this guy who hung out and helped people with their issues or, what future is he actually from the future he's from an alternate timeline he shouldn't future. have future at all yeah. But, again, I guess that's their way of saying alternate timeline. They should have just said alternate reality. But then, imagine how many characters would have that. Yeah, exactly. It would exactly. be really cool. Yeah, it would be cool, but every time you have, like, a Red Sun Superman or, you know, all these different variant versions, it would be nice to actually have a keyword so you could use alternate versions of characters together. Yeah. He's, very, he's very much a lone wolf, and it feels like he's he's best played alone. Oh, for sure. Um, so he starts off with having Invincible, 4 damage, a prob, 11 attack... Uh, I got eight range, two targets, and twelve movement with hypersonic. So he's a beast to start. Uh, you can't really tack him down. And then when he clicks out of that, two clicks later, then he's got running shot, psychic blast, uh, eighteen defense with barrier and energy shield deflection. And then now I, I'm not sure when this is power is going to work. Like, is it after actions resolve or when it's revealed? It's they, they, they talked about it. Um, it says when this power is revealed after actions resolve. Then he may use barriers of free action, but that's only if it's showing. It's not a stop click, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's not you can't use the power if you go past it, because technically right. speaking, once you're past it, your barrier tokens wouldn't be able to stay. Yeah, you're right. So that's kind of the, that's the argument killer for that one is that even if you could make the argument that as soon as it's revealed, you can use barrier. So arguably, you could use barrier and then continue clicking the dial. Yeah. As soon as he doesn't land on it, then the barrier would go away. That so. being said, the fact that he does have Invincible leading up to it, it does heighten the chances of being able to actually be knocked onto it. Yep. Um, and then he's that, and that's a pretty awesome thing to do. Like, okay, you hit him. Yeah. Now he's got four like four blocking terrains yeah. uh, right around him. Now you can't get him anymore. That's true. Although the, as soon as you do that, you'd better hope you've got an action token on you because I, I want to push off that click. If your only defense is is, is an ESD. Then you can lose a lot of real estate at a very high high point value. No, you're right. Taking a hit on one of those clicks. Well, maybe let's say you only had. Well, yeah, you're right. I I would almost take an action then to barrier myself. 
and then next turn push off of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you didn't have any action tokens, if you had like, no action tokens, yeah. then I'd be like, well, I have nothing. That being said, at that same same token, you have four damage, twelve attacks, psychic blast, and running shot. So yeah, but, you're probably going to go out with a bang. Yeah, I probably am. But then the I might I might pay the price because I tend to miss. Yeah. And people who attack me tend not to. I guess so. And 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 taking a, a, a you know a turn to to bury yourself up isn't a bad option because you're not really giving anything up. Yeah. You're making the other team not know what to do with themselves. But they might be able to retreat a little now that they know what's coming. And I don't know. It also depends on who I'm against. Because I say with 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 uh, with with absolute certainty that I would push off, but not necessarily. The ESD does give you a pretty high defense, and I like the fact you keep the prob. The push drops the prob, and your attack goes down, and you don't get the barrier, which isn't a huge problem. But you lose the ESD. So if you're facing a, a team that has a bunch of penetrating damage anyway, mm. then might as well just keep the ESD That's true, and yeah. keep the prob to try to keep you safe. That's a very good point. Um, yeah, because 18 defense isn't what it used to be, uh, and invulnerability has never been what it could be. No. Uh, and then later on in his dial, I guess I can click 5, he gets a telekinetic fury. At the beginning of your turn, give X-Men a free action, and all opposing characters within range are not back one square. Holy crap, again. <laughs> That's so awesome! Just like blasting everyone, get away from me! Yeah. Um, and that feels very much like X Men, both in the Age of Apocalypse and in his early comics when he came over, when he oh, just yeah. didn't have control. Oh yeah, for sure. And then it's interesting he has mind control at that time, and I guess that's support, right? Yep. Uh, again, I like that it, it does kind of reflect the, the different versions of himself all on one dial. Some dials don't do as good a job representing that, but this one felt very accurate. And then later on, uh, his defense starts to drop a lot, but then he has shape change. Um, that's more when he becomes the shaman. Mm-hmm. And then the very end, when he does the, the second last click, the one hell of a second last click to have, yeah. is a running shot, psychic blast, with invincible five damage and shape change. Holy shit. And then the last click is the hypersonic 11 attack, pulse waves. So he might just stand there and do it. Yep. 18 defense with invincible and five damage with prob. So... He's he goes out with a big bang. Like he yeah. does have a little lull in the middle, but his damage never goes below four. No, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable the damage on. Like I'm pretty sure Thanos goes down to three damage. I pretty the I remember that when they had Cosmic Hulk has four damage across his entire dial, mm-hmm. and that was only the Incredible Hulk set, so maybe you know two years ago or whatever. And I remember it was pretty substantial for somebody to never go below four. Yeah, uh, and it still is. Like uh, X Men. Oh, yeah. He's, there was there's a bunch of there's there, a rarefied air there is a, a very select club that X Men is a part of yeah there was a bunch of buzz when he came out uh, of people thinking that that there was a waste of invincible to have on your last click which is true I mean you could achieve basically the same difference with toughness the only because invincible on your last click means the only attack that you'd actually be ignoring all the damage would be a one damage attack correct so it's slightly better than toughness because it doesn't matter whether it's penetrating damage but true. Uh, I think that there was an argument being made that it seems like a waste of, of points, which is hilarious in this day and age. Was, yeah, I really? feel like... Waste it, of points? It probably didn't add anything at that point. Um, no, it doesn't doesn't do anything. Having it on your second glass click, though, does matter. Yeah, very much so. Um, so that's... I, I cannot wait for him. He must be mine. Yeah. Uh, he is my, my must-have SR from the set. No, my must-have SR from the set are the next two that we were about uh, to mention the names uh, of. M and Exodus. Just... Exodus is probably my number two. They both... Sight I, unseen. This... No, absolutely. This On this very uh, this very podcast, I've complained about the lack of M and Exodus. They're, M, Exodus, and, and, and Tyrannus are kind of my three great unmade pieces. Now it's just Tyrannus. Tyrannus. You mean Terminus? No, I mean Tyrannus. Which the, was Tyrannus? The, he's the underground dweller oh, yeah. uh, that okay. leads his own Moloid army and is mostly an enemy of Hulk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see why you want him. Yeah. 
I'm surprised they didn't put him in a Hulk set. I'm surprised we haven't seen him at all. He's not that minor a character. I mean, like he's he's fairly minor, but I'm surprised we haven't seen Gargoyle. Um, yeah, member of the. Yeah. He, he was, I only yeah. really know him from the from the animated series from Hulk. He would have been good as a member of the the uh, Soviet super soldiers. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and then the first chase that was ca- that came out, and I guess the first character we saw from Wolverine and the X Men, it confirmed what everyone was hoping uh, <laughs> that we would have the Phoenix Five. And it's unfortunate that chases. I'm not certain that I was hoping for it, but yeah. I was hoping that Phoenix Five would be in. Yeah. Uh, although I, I did kind of wish that the next event after Fear itself would be Avengers vs. X-Men they put prizes there yeah. not to say that it still couldn't happen no. uh, as long as it's not an Age of Ultron event because that would be well, awful that would be the event that caters towards what no one bought I mean no one cares about Age of Ultron a lot of people bought Age of Ultron really? and they all got disappointed well, more, I think more people bought it than Fear itself you think more people bought Age of Ultron I, than Fear itself? I do. I think it was more of a hype, and it had been years leading up to it, and there was it's an Ultron story, and Ultron has a lot more cachet as a villain than a character we've never heard of before. I guess. They did have years leading up to it. It felt like there were years leading up to it, and then someone was like, oh, wait, it's almost over? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, when did it start? Oh, I didn't I didn't like it. I mean, I, I mean I've, I've gone ad nauseum about it before, yeah. so I won't do it again, but I hope that's never an event. But again, Fear Itself was a comic that I didn't really appreciate or enjoy. I feel like I should go back and reread it. That I might enjoy it more. I no, do think it... The more I think about it, the more I think you're right. It does kind of fit as a video game or HeroClix kind of event. Yeah. Because it has this kind of rock and sock. Siege was one where I felt like it was a little better than I thought at the time. Um, okay. But I don't think it was great. It was four issues. So that yeah. helped make it not as bad. Like, yeah. it wasn't like a seven issue. Everyone's being involved. Siege was pretty quick. And they did. They also... They did a good job of setting up Sentry as, as as the wrath of God, like it was, mm-hmm. they, they did a good job of, of of setting him up as this unbeatable, super stupendous villain for sure. Uh, so we got unique cycle, oh, sorry, a chase cyclops. So he's got yeah. nine range, one target. He's got power cosmic and X Men team abilities. Mm-hmm. His keywords are Phoenix Force, so that's a new keyword for you. Yep, uh, cosmic ruler and X Men. Uh, so he's got a bunch of traits. Uh, one only at his two ninety five because he also has a hundred fifty point starting line, and that's once per game. Give Cyclops a double power action. Place him and any other friendly characters with the Phoenix Force keyword anywhere on the map. Then end your turn. That hmm. could be really awesome. Yep. Uh, that's. I feel like. I don't know if it's after maybe you're an opposing team positions and then you just want to zap over so that next turn you're already there or. It's at the kind of the end game when you're kind of getting pounced upon, so you can take your entire team and leave. One assumes that the Phoenix Force keyword will also have a fair number of characters that can heal, um, yeah. Because there is a lot of, of that going on with with Phoenix type characters, so you can see that being useful as a quick, you know, the whole team d- departs to to exchange some support mm-hmm. and then comes back out firing uh, really quite strongly. Oh yeah. Uh, then he has uh, Phoenix Five. Friendly characters with the Phoenix Force keyword can use leadership as if they were 400 points when this character is KO'd. Choose a combat value not yet chosen this game for this trait. Modify that value by plus one in all friendly characters with the Phoenix Force keyword. Very comic accurate. They're mm-hmm. all getting empowered as each one dies. Yep. Uh, the idea that when they all die, one of them will have plus one to all its values is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, the fact that they can all use leadership on each other. It's kind of this weird circle. Uh, so you kind of want to keep them together, at least for a little while. It's interesting that they chose 400 points, and I wonder whether that indicates on the power of anything. Or... But Cyclops should be the most expensive, though, You would right? expect... You, well, unless it's, there's just a pure version of just, like, Jean Grey as Phoenix. You'd expect them to... Because Phoenix maybe. Force keyword, right? Not Phoenix 5. That's so. true. Or maybe that's just... Uh, maybe um, Rachel Summers will get it. Yeah. Because she... I mean, that she was Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And... Although... 
Now, I've, I've been rereading some old uh, Uncanny X-Men recently around issues like 195, I'd say, to 210. Uh, how did she even get the Phoenix Force to begin with? Do I don't remember? know. I, I was never clear on it. Because she does some things, and there's a lot of bad art by JR, JR and uh, there's not a lot of clear... It was very early, or sorry, mid-80s comic in terms of the fashions and uh, Claremont just not giving you a lot of understanding on what was really happening. Yeah. And then suddenly Phoenix is able to take on the Beyonder, and again... How she can do that sort of is a big question. Esque, I mean, at least not the really, Phoenix was of. able to to show the Beyonder, the the souls of everything in the universe. I really got the sense that she was really taking him on. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. Uh, it was very strange. Uh, it was a weird era. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm I'm wondering if she'll get the keyword. Uh, so Cyclops yeah, also so. also has uh, we're beloved, they're mistrusted. Adjacent friendly characters with the X-Men keyword modify their attack values by plus one. Opposing characters with the Avengers keyword modify their attack values by minus one. Yeah. Again, very... It's not always going to come up, but it makes a lot of sense for the storyline they're from. The thing is going to come up... Avengers is a, is a very prevalent keyword. It is becoming very common, and so is X-Men. Especially in this set, everyone's yeah. going to be an X-Men. At least with X-Men, it's, it's, it's restricted to adjacent characters. Whereas, whereas with the Avengers, it's, it's everyone. all opposing characters. That's... That's quite significant. That is pretty crazy. And then uh, he starts off with running shot, 12 movement, uh, 12 attack, uh, again, 9 range, as I said before, yep. 5 damage outwit, 19 defensive invincible, <laughs> and he's power cosmic, so he can't be outwitted anyway. And then when he targets a character with a range combat attack, the area of effect includes all opposing characters within two squares of the target. You may dev- divide Cyclops' damage among all hit targets, and you may knock back any hit targets two squares. Um, that's insane. Yep. The fact that it goes through walls, blocking, elevated, uh, you do not want to piss off the Phoenix. (laughs) Um, That is insane. He's such an awesome figure. Of course he's a chase uh, with a nice gold base. What do you think of the gold base? I like it. Yeah? I think it looks cool. Uh, Nate brought up an interesting, like, he he wishes that it would be a combination of blue and gold, and that it would be like, one would have a color and then like an X on it of another color. We talked about it before, that would have been appropriate for the X-Men set. I think that the Phoenix 5 aesthetic looks good with just the gold. That's true. I really would have liked because the Spider-Man bases were were still the best. Those chases were the those chase bases with were the, so nice with the red and it's all webbed. Yeah, the red webbed, and we did, and we talked about it before that having an X symbol base uh, would have been great. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, so I, I love. I can't. I mean, I'm, I'm buying a case of this, so hopefully I'll get one. Yep. Uh, depending on the sure collision and how many that they'll put in, who knows if it'll be one per. One per brick or, or uh, one per case, but at least I'll end up with hopefully one. I'm sure you can have mine if I pull one. Yeah, you don't want them? Not really. really? I mean, I like them. I don't tend to chase chases. Um, That's fair enough. Well, you've chased one only. Yeah, only the, the Hulk ones. Yeah. The Hulk ones. Yeah, so. I took the and and I finally, as a thanks to our friend Sean, <laughs> yeah. finally completed that. That's uh, awesome. I've got my Hulk Mariner, so now I've got them all. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, I've never really chased chased. Um, wow, that's not true. The Spider-Man set. Well, I said I was going to say oh, up, yeah. in, up until the Spider-Man set when I went yeah. crazy for the Slingers, um, because you need five of them. I feel like I won't really care as much because yeah. like I'll I'll end up with one or two, and I'll, I'll never really have it in me to want to buy the rest. And that's kind of the reason why I don't feel like I particularly need any of them is because I don't think I'll play any of them in isolation, and I'm never going to get all of them. Yeah, because so. the Hulkdo heroes you could play in isolation because yep. they weren't all together at the same time. Yeah. Uh, whereas, but these are very clearly they're supposed to be played together. Their and, traits operate that way. So, and even though you'd be breaking keyword, I kind of like the idea of building teams with the Hulkdo heroes. 
um, where it's just like a Hulk out version of that person on the team. So you build an X Men team, only you've got Hulk out Wolverine or Hulk out Cyclops. Or you're you're building an Avengers team with a hulked out Namor or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's kind of neat. Uh, and the fact that they can revert later in the game, and they're not so many points that it's you you still feels like you're building a force. Like it still feels like you're building an X Men force True. with a hulked out Wolverine. Whereas you could build an X Men force with the Cyclops, but it would basically feel like Cyclops and some hangers on. Yeah, I know you're right. Very true. Uh, then we have the team base figures that we've seen. So we got uh, Beast, whoa, who is uh, ninety seven points. Uh, a little expensive for a beast. He's got Avengers, Defenders, Sword, Scientist, and Keyword. Uh, sorry, Scientist and X-Men Keyword. So he's got a lot of keywords on there. Um, he's better than Spider-Man in terms of movement. So he can ignore elevated hindering characters. I get the hindering characters. I don't get the elevated. He doesn't go up walls. Well, he does leap. He does leap. but like, And he, he does go up. He goes up walls in, in X-Men 2 Clone Wars. Uh in what? Yeah, uh, X Men. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, oh yeah. Was it Clone Wars? Actually, no. I think what was I know it you're talking about. I can't remember. It was X Men Two for Sega Genesis. Um, was it Apocalypse Revenge or something? No. No. It was. Some, I, I do remember that. It was. The, wasn't he on the first level? He was he, in the snow. Well, the first level you, you couldn't choose. It was it was randomized. Yeah. But he could actually climb walls. Now I think about it, he would jump and then he could grab the wall, jump okay. and grab the wall. So I guess that's what he's doing. It just I don't know. It bugs, bugs me. I don't know. Why they had to give him the Defenders keyword? I mean, he was on the Secret Defenders, yes. Yeah, he was young with the Defenders enough. I accept it. Uh, not enough for me. Yeah, we need more Defenders anyway. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, now, he has starts with two, uh, two powers showing. One is Flying Furball, so he can have combat reflexes, super senses, and toughness. Just stacking up powers like pancakes. Exactly. And then he's... Uh, I do like this one. Uh, Brains of Brute Force. At the beginning of your turn, choose close combat expert or outwit. He can use the chosen power until your next turn. I like that. Yeah, I like that. The too. idea that he is a very physical character, but at the same time a very smart character and very intelligent. Yeah. So I like that they're able to balance the two. In a way, it's, you know, it, it feels sometimes like you, certain characters can be both highly violent and also having a will. Like Doctor Doom... Mm-hmm. I, will, I will gladly accept him having a wit and also yeah. dealing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Where certain characters, it feels like they choose to be cerebral or they choose to be vicious. But yeah. it, doing them together doesn't feel accurate. And Beast is one of those. No, I, I feel like if that. he's ripping India, then he's not sitting back being smart. True. Uh, it's interesting to have him give him sidestep instead of charge. I I actually would have preferred charge. I think it's more of a Beast move yeah. uh, than, than sidestep. Um, Still, sidestep does work with his ignoring characters. It does, yeah. Uh, now he is more expensive than Cyclops, which is a little interesting because I don't think he should be. He doesn't have the same kind of potential. No, although he does. He basically has four clicks of outwit. Yeah, and I do like that he has a click of uh, charge blades and uh, battle fury. Yeah, so that's when when he goes beast Joel, and that does happen. So I, I he's he's a great beast. Again, though, he's six clicks long. I mean, I don't really the the, the dial length in the set seem to be reversed from what I would expect. Wolverine mm. and Beast are both six clicks long. You know, we were about to talk about Psylocke. Up the, we, we talked about Cyclops. They're seven click long or yeah. longer. I mean, why are they getting... Why are there... Is there more depth in relatively feeble characters I uh, think than in much part of tougher it, ones? I think part of it's because they they give damage reducers of some kind to those characters with the shorter dials or they give them regen or something. Whereas the ones who are just naked, they give them a little bit longer of a dial. I get it. I just don't agree with it. Oh, I don't agree with it either, yeah. but I think that's just the methodology behind it. Yeah. Um, after Beast, we have uh, Psylocke. So she's got two range normally, but hidden thoughts, Scott. Uh-huh. Uh, Psylocke can use mind control and stealth. She can use mind control as if her range is eight. That makes sense for the character. Yeah. Uh, she has precision strike, which again makes sense 
And I like that it, I believe it actually says the uh, focused totality of her telekinetic powers yeah. on her card, which she says a lot in the comics. Why can't she have uh, like a sharpshooter? Or sharpshooter? Why would she have sharpshooter? Because wouldn't that work with precision strike? And wouldn't that make a lot more sense? She's psychic nice people that she's fighting in hand to hand frequently. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, well, uh, isn't the um, uh, precision strike also close combat, or is it only range? Is it? I, that's why I was trying to remember. Uh, well, I'll look that up as we let's talk because, about. Because yeah, it maybe you might be right. I guess that 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 would that would make it okay for me. Otherwise, it would just be a waste. But uh, no, I, I agree. It would seem like a waste unless there is a way that like. I'm just checking up. Uh, see, we're still getting used to these new powers, and because we haven't really seen them yet, yeah, we haven't really had a reason to to get to know them. Yeah, and, and, and I, it's just because I associate uh, precision strike uh, as something that's cool from range. But yeah, if it just works out in general, then why not? Uh, when this character makes an attack, it, nice. can't, it can't be evaded, and the damage dealt can't be reduced below one or transfer. Oh, there you go. So that's why. So she can do it redeemed when she's right next to you or yep. to range love her if you need to starts uh, with willpower which I love shape change gives her a little bit of protection uh, solid attack up the front yeah right? she's stealthy She uh, the only thing of course uh, as with uh, you know she doesn't deserve improved movement but you'll we'll have to be aware of the fact that when she's being stealthy that she, she's not able to just jump out of the Henry correct um, but I just I love she's a great piece now she has empower at the end the first use of real use of empower I think we've seen yeah and as we talked about before we, we figured it was going to be a dubious use and we were right uh, I, I'm okay with her having it. Yeah. Um, because she, I don't know, because she gets in people's minds and, and be, being able to use tele, uh, telepathy. Again, it almost feels like an enhancement worthy, yeah. though, as opposed to empower. The thing I like about it, I guess, is that at that point in her dial, she's rocking charge and blades and combat reflexes. So she's designed to be on the front lines anyway. Mm. And if you could make an argument that both enhancement or empower would both be potential things you could do. Yeah. I like the fact that they geared it towards the one that suits you being on the front lines. True. Because she already is on the front lines, uh, presumably, with that power set. So it kind of makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, I I have less problem with her having it than the next character. You would be right. Uh, so Rogue is 112 points, which is incredibly cheap. Yep. Uh, she only has one keyword, which is X-Men, so you can't use her on a Brotherhood team. Uh, she's fairly vanilla, at least to start. I mean, she's opening up with four clicks of charge, super strength, three damage, and toughness, which isn't, again, usually we think of her as being an invulnerable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, her big kind of selling point that makes her different is her trait. Yep. Uh, I'll just borrow this, sugar. At the beginning of the game, choose a standard power another friendly character can use on a starting click. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting. This game, Rogue can use that power, and when she does, she has the printed range value of that friendly character. This could be really good. This yes. could be really bad. Um, it depends. I, I would love to give her a running shot. I'd love to give her Invincible. Um, I mean, you do get to choose, and it makes every game a little bit different. Not having the versatility to just make a decision whenever you want that power is a little bit yeah. frustrating. She does play differently than the other Rogue in some ways. She's just, she's just kind of boring. She's a little boring. I'd like to... What is it? Choose a standard character. The friendly character can use. So it's not even t- tied to keywords. So it could be anybody. Could so you could put anybody. Rogue next to Mistress Death and give her Psychic Blast and like 13 range. Yeah, why not? It's crazy. You know, the, Why does Rogue have 13 range? There are some crazy yeah. things she could do. I mean, theoretically, she could be next to Galactus. 
yeah. and borrow any of his range powers. And That's true. She gets 16 range. Yeah, she doesn't even need to borrow a range power, actually. just She just takes the printed range value of that character. That's true. She could take a different power and then, and then choose... Again, the... you could take, like, Impervious or something and yeah. then get this incredible range. <laughs> um, you know, she could borrow Pulse Wave from a character like that and have yeah. a huge Pulse Wave. Uh, so it's, it, it is interesting. It's just, it's, it's, she's an odd character to use. Yeah. She doesn't feel like she Rogue. She doesn't feel like Rogue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same thought. And a, a, a part of that is the fact that she doesn't have vulnerability, which I guess is, uh, and she's actually less points than Gambit. Yeah. Which feels weird because Gambit can be punched and, and you can kill Gambit. Yeah. If you punch Rogue, you can't kill her. No. Like, she's going to be all right. She feels, th- th- there's two reasons for me. One is that she seems like she's just, she's not uh, tough enough. And the other problem is that it fe- there should be a consequence to her taking people's powers. That's there. Th- that's really quite integral. Well, in think, the modern era, not anymore. Now she's kind of fine. Okay, she's good with it. Right. I don't follow the character that much because I find her boring. I think there was yeah. a there was a time and place when she was the most exciting character on the planet. Her and Gambit were the sexy, awesome couple. But I think and it suddenly became boring. But that's when I feel like the set is being well set. I yeah, like no, the I agree. set is, is 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 the Jim Lee uh, Scott Lobdell era. Oh, for sure. Um, and I mean, older powers. The names are are referring to the things that happened in the first like six or six, six or eight issues. Yeah. So you're right. So to have this be the Jim Lee version, she looks amazing. She's exactly what you want her to look like. And then you get the dial, and you're like, oh, yeah, like oh, of the entire X Men Blue Squad, you would have thought that Jubilee would be the dud, mm-hmm. but instead it's Rogue. Yeah. Which weird. is disappointing. She she was one I was more excited about. So, and one thing I talked about with Nate, he was like, we were worried about which ones were going to be the exclusive to the team base that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. Mm-hmm. And he was happy that it was these three. That it was because I mean, Psylocke's good, but we have a good Psylocke. Yeah, uh, we've done Rogue better, uh, yeah. or we've gotten a better Rogue in the past. Beast, we've had fairly good Beast that we've had. It's uh, been a while since I've had a rogue I like the sculpt on. And, yes. And so I'm a little sad on that. That's but, true. Yeah. But, I mean, the dial-wise, you have one that's very functional already. Okay. And a game with Beast, I like the one from Mutations and Monsters, the jumping lab coat Beast. Yeah. And then you also have the... Um, GSX. The GSX, uh, you know, more Avengers uh, and X-Men Beast. So, yeah. you have good versions of those three characters. I'm glad those are the three ones that ended up on the team dial. And then I really want the others. And yeah. besides Jubilee, I, I'll have them all. Uh, well, because Jubilee, yeah. there's still an element of chance because she's an SR, so who yeah. knows if I'm going to get her as well. And who knows how badly people are going to want her. So far, I definitely want all the SRs, so it's, 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 it's not looking good. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Like This is the first set in a long time where everything seems to be gangbusters. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't seen anything that I'm really disgusted with so far. No. I this mean, feels like GSX all over again. Kind of, uh, kind of Magneto again, but he still has elements that make him good. Uh, He's not an utter like dis, utter waste of a spell. Bot. Yeah. So far, I'm just I, I'm more nervous that how are they going to fit all the awesome characters in here? Yeah. Because there's so many awesome characters I want, and yet they're doing a great job so far. Well, you've seen the team uh, the team based dial for for well not dial but team base for New Mutants. Yes, uh, that was shown yesterday. Just I think looks, yesterday. looks awesome. He does look awesome, and I'm so happy it's that era. The right costumes, mm-hmm. great. Cannonball looks great. Yeah. I don't know why the last one we got of him was a Hellion. Stupid. Yeah, that was really stupid. Terrible skulls. But yeah, Cannibal looks great. That cactus looking good. What is up with that cactus? <laughs> Everyone was asking, like, yeah. you know, they I want that to be a detachable special object. So much detail on this yeah. cactus. Where yeah. are they? If a character occupies the same, uh, any character occupying the same uh, square as the cactus is uh, dealt one damage at the beginning of their turn. 
So are, you know, if you use it as a stealth shield, then yeah. uh, you get prick, prick. Are they in a desert somewhere? Like, I don't know when that happens. I think that's the implication. But when? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're working out of a school. And they, they in that in the uh, in the Secret Wars two crossover. And then they weren't they in a desert at one point. Ah, uh, maybe. I mean, X Force spent a bunch of time in the desert for a while, so yeah. I mean, it's not impossible. Um, future team-based characters to come that we haven't seen yet are Gladiator, which makes me sad. Yeah. Because cause he's probably going to be awesome. Uh, Megan and Quicksilver. But we have an awesome Gladiator. We have two awesome Gladiators. Yes, we do. And they do different things. And they operate differently. I like and we have that. an awesome Quicksilver. Oh, no, wait. We have an awful Quicksilver. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> one, of, that's one of Nate's favorites to kind of point out with Scorn. Oh, yeah. It makes me sad that he's, I mean, in the costume of his original, like, Brotherhood of Mutants version. Yeah. Which is too bad, but he is 88 points or something. He's more expensive than his dad. Um, hopefully he's good. That's okay. all I hope for. I'm, I'm interested to see what Scarlet Witch will be like. Yeah, me too. Because will she change the game again, or will she just kind of be born? Yeah. Could, could we ever get a Scarlet Witch who isn't phenomenal? Let's find out. They've done it before. Infinity yeah. Challenge? She had prob. Lots of prob for cheap. That's true. Yeah, um, She's always been usable. Ultimate Scarlet Witch hasn't, wasn't that great, because she had a, a relatively low range. Well, yeah. That's different. It's ultimate. That's different. It's ultimate. Okay. It doesn't. She was super thin too. Yes, she was. She's like a toothpick. Um, now I don't know what what to oh, say about God. the team dial, so I'm actually I'm willing to just kind of bypass it. Yeah. Because I don't know what to say about it. Um, I do like that it has a power called Executioner Song. Yeah. Um, it uh, so you you give X Men Blue Strike Force an act free action, and you remove a character from the team base or remove it from the game um, unless your next attack roll with this team is a critical miss. Result becomes eleven and can't be rerolled. That's awesome. That is potentially awesome. Again, if you roll that critical miss, you can't reroll it. So that part kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, no, they they're very good. Well, is that true? Because it says it can't be rerolled. But is that only it can't be rerolled in the event that it's not a critical miss? That is something for rule lawyers to discuss. I, I think the way it's worded, the suggestion is that it's a critical miss. You could reroll it. I guess so. Yeah. Well, then that's badass. Yeah, totally is. Uh, with your luck, though, you'd roll it twice. That's true. So maybe not so good. Maybe I'd have a maybe I'd have someone kind like you to to prod from the other side of the table. Uh, I do like that it's got the uh, more more a family than a team, so that's a trait. Give X Men Blue Strike Force a power action this turn. Modify the attack value of a friendly character, sorry, of friendly characters with the X Men keyword by plus one when attacking a character without the X Men keyword. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then they also have uh, the non PD Cannonball that uh, power that it shows that's up a, a few times. Name. It's a very stupid name for an interesting power. When you use Solo Adventure to remove Wolverine from the team base, you may place him in any non-adjacent square within eight squares in line of fire. Wolverine may be given one additional action as a free action this turn. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is a, it's a very good fastball special. Uh, as a 600-point team dial, they pale in comparison uh, to the Justice League, but then everyone does. Yeah. Um, they have some interesting powers that are given to them by the different members of the team, but none of them are so brutal or so broken or in such a combination that it's ridiculous I mean I think yeah. it's unfortunate that Justice League Team Base was the one that kind of ruined it for everyone and made people so disgusted and not want to see them at all Team Base is like I don't know I don't I don't like them at all the problem with them is is just the working together thing it's the worst on JLA obviously or yeah. Justice League um, some people are being a lawyer about that but uh, in every team dial their own powers, their unique abilities, the things they've got, all the cool things about them mm-hmm. are just overshadowed by the fact that your games are over in a heartbeat because you give them an action per uh, 100 points of the build. Yeah. So they skirt across the, the, the map, and whoever wins the map roll uh, essentially wins the game. Oh, true. Uh, and, and so you don't get the opportunity for them to kind of get entrenched and 
But then how do you get entrenched? And they don't fight like a team because they're all stuck together. Yeah, I, I get what they were going for, but it didn't work out that well. And I, and I, again, the problem with the Dust League one, and, and even this one, you have six actions of having six damage. Well, I'm never going to be able to fuel the team with six characters that all do six damage. Exactly. So there's six no, six hundred point characters that have six damage. Yeah. So there's no counter for that. No. Um, there's only a few characters in the game who even have six damage. Yeah. Uh, so being able to somehow counteract that is almost impossible. And then the other person who has the team base just looks back at you with like a blank look, like, "What? I just want to give it a shot." No, you wanted to cream me and pretend that this isn't what you thought it yeah. was going to be. Well, I mean, we've said before, and, and we've talked about this with other people, that you know, everything that you have, you, you you should always be able to play something once. And I sort of agree, but there's just so many things that are broken now that it's a if everybody plays it once then 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 it is starting to become a question of you win when you bring certain things yeah and that's just not fun I, I played yeah. against the Justice League team base once that was one time too many yep. and I'd rather never have it happen again yep. so that's, that's the, those are all the dials that we know of as of now yep. uh, obviously something will come up tomorrow and you know, I'll probably be salivating at eleven fifty nine. Yeah, because I I'm a junkie. I can't wait yeah. every day. Like uh, Leon knows to expect a call around twelve oh one. So far, they are definitely getting out of the park in both the character design, the character selection. Like I love the the choices that they're making. Mm-hmm. They're like I don't see any 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 gate crashers so far. No, nope. uh, or any other things that just don't belong in the set. They all make sense. A lot of characters we've not seen made. A lot of characters that desperately need to be remade. Mm-hmm. Um, the sculpts are looking great. They, they're finally listening and putting in characters like Exodus and them. Of course, they're SRs, but at least they're in the game. Finally in the game. We're finally yeah. getting a new Megan. X-Men. It's been a long time. X-Men, M, and, and Exodus is a big trifecta of, of much-needed pieces. I wonder, I wonder if we'll get the Sugar Man. Uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily want the Sugar Man. No. But he eventually he might get in there. What if we get Husk? I could take Husk. Yeah, well, Generation X, so that'd be that'd be okay. Uh, I, uh, actually, I don't know if I want them because I don't know if I want Mondo and them. Oh, I love, not M, I love uh, Mondo. Skin, skin. Yeah, why not? Sink. So sink. <laughs> it, it, it says something that most of those characters are dead. Yes, that's true. And some of them, and that nobody cares. Not well, and not in nice ways. And like, wasn't Skin crucified on the Xavier front lawn? Yeah, that's a nice way to go. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, yeah. um, so that's that's the new the new stuff, the new hotness that I can't wait for. Yeah. Plus, we also have the gravity feed coming out at the end of July. Um, so that that'll be good. So there's a gravity feed for it. Okay. Yeah. The, the gravity feed comes out July 31st. We already know who's in it, but I can't remember right now. But, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's so there's ten characters coming then. As far as I know, I don't think that there's a Fast Forces that's been announced. I think that there was a thread out this morning uh, or or within the last couple of days that was complaining about why no Fast Forces for the super popular set. We just don't know if there is one. There hasn't been one. There can always be one later. I mean, yeah. Hammer of Thor had one, what, a year and a half later? Like, yeah. Uh, Captain America... Mind was the first Fast Force. They introduced Fast Forces with True. it. True. Captain America never had one. No, uh, but the, Amazing Spider-Man. The text on the Winter Sol- or yes. on the, the Hulk Dare Hero Winter Soldier implies that they intended yes. to do one zero and, and then they never did, so you can't yeah. really revert to that version. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man didn't have one. Yeah. So sure. it's interesting. One. But then Teen Titans had one, and it, no one really wanted it. Batman had one, but it was Birds of Prey, and so it was a bit of a. Wasn't different... that Streets of Gotham? I guess it was more so Streets of Gotham. Yeah. Batman had one with all the actual main right. Bat family. Yeah, that's true. You're right, though. Streets of Gotham felt, but again, Birds of Prey was at least represented in that set. Yeah. Whereas when we got uh, the Teen Titans one, it just felt like no one actually cares about the Ravagers. No. Um, good luck selling this. Yes, I like, didn't buy one. 
That says something. If there's a map in it and I didn't buy one, that's a real achievement. Yeah, uh, but we all know how you feel about Teen Titans. That's true. Not very highly. But it comes, it, it, it goes head to head with my feelings on maps. So True. Um, one thing I wanted to, ch- uh, there's two things I wanted to chat about otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, the new dials, which we spent a lot of time on. Uh, one was uh, a question from AJ Reese, who has been on an episode previously in the past, and he had a question on, uh, he was looking at the Penguin resource dial. Yeah. And his, his question was basically like, how would you use this? When would you use this? Would you build a team around it? What type of characters would you try and use it for? Mm-hmm. He, I, I don't think he, I got the sense he didn't really like, first of all, a resource that could potentially go away on a roll level one, mm-hmm. which, if it was you playing, might happen right away. <laughs> That's very true. Um, my so, dials love one. Yes, or my they, dice love one. They do love one. Um, so I mean, like, do you do you have the penguin? Have I don't. Had, no. So no. you probably haven't had a lot of chance to think about it. Uh, not a lot. Um, in all fairness, well, I mean, uh, you were you were commenting before on, on on what you thought about the design of it. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's it's patterned off of what each turn is like in hero books. Mm-hmm. So the first turn, you're moving up. Uh, so you get the minus one to your damage, but you're probably not attacking right away. You get the plus two to your movement, so you can get into position easier, and you have the energy shield deflection, so that you're defending yourself. That being said, it goes away right away. Like it goes away at the end of your turn. So, or is it at the beginning of the turn? It's at the beginning of the turn. So I take that yeah. back. Um, uh, so then, the next click, you are now in attacking mode. So you got minus one to your defense, but you got plus two to your attack, and now you have force blast. So you have the potential to really start knocking people back from you. Mm-hmm. Then in the next click, you're now you're back in defensive mode. So you're probably not leaving. You're now you're entrenched. So you have minus one to your movement, but plus two to your defense, and then you have a wit, so you can help yourself stay alive longer. And now in the next click is when you're really just going balls out. You got uh, plus two to your uh, to your damage. And you got your toughness to try and keep you alive, but you do have your minus one to your attack to kind of counteract the plus two to your damage. He's an interesting use of ten points. Obviously, when you have the belt as an option, he's going to seem like a bad one. Yeah. Uh, he probably should have been more like five points. I like him. I haven't had a chance to use him yet. And I, I like him too, to be honest with you. And the fact that you can, like, he's assigned to your force. He's not necessarily assigned to any given character. So There's more versatility. There. There's versatility. It works well when you have a, a force that isn't purely tentpole based mm-hmm. we've got a, a couple possible attackers the one the fact that you could click off that first because you do roll at the end of your turn um, mm-hmm. to, to so you may lose the ESD before it would come in handy you might and yeah. if you keep the ESD then all you've got is enhanced movement so in a way you kind of want to lose it um, but to me what it kind of is is it, it works well I think if you if it's assigned if you use the additional movement um, to offset uh the decrease in carry. Mm. So if you start out with somebody carrying uh, somebody else in, they can place in front of them as a meat shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you swing in as a meat shield, and then you hope to to turn the you hope to turn the click. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and basically you're going to be doing that on a roll two through six anyway. So you hope two through five. Well, two, two through roll. five. But if it's six, you get to choose which click you want to go yeah, into. So I'd always go to the top one. Maybe, but if you're in, what I'm thinking is if it's turn number one, you're going across the board and you're carrying mm-hmm. on a meat shield. You drop it in front of you. You want to get off that first click. To ready yourself for the next turn. Yeah. So if you do go into your second click, your defense goes down, but that's why the meat shield is there. True. And you're ready to follow up with a big attack. So if you've got someone with flight and indomitable, um, that, and 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 they can carry somebody in to, to mm-hmm. block them, then the next turn they're swinging out, blasting people away, and then presumably once again you're going to be clicking your dial. Now you're getting a defense boost. Now that you've True. now you've compromised yourself, you get a defense boost, and you get a wit to try to mitigate people attacking back against you. Uh, and at that point, the rest of your team just gathers, starts attacking, and you're hoping for a six to be able to get earlier mm-hmm. in the dial. Yeah. 
Um, it's just precarious though because yeah. it is it is very short. It's, mean, it's basically four different actions. There's no way that I can really call this a like. I mean, I'm still old fashioned enough in my mind. That there's no way I feel this is a waste of ten points. I feel for me ten points for for all these modifiers and little things yeah. is is a nice little economy because ten points doesn't feel like a lot. Like it's barely more than some team it, abilities. It does take some finesse because it's not it's not a blunt instrument. I mean, as much as there's a lot of intricacies in using the belt. It's also very much a blunt instrument. You get yeah. certain defined things come from using it. Very true. Whereas this, you never really know what you're going to get. A lot of it depending on dice rolls, more so than any other uh, resources that exist. Um, you could roll really poorly and then it's gone. Yeah. Um, you can also not use it. And that's the other thing about it is that it, you know, if you're not using it a lot until you really feel like you need it, mm. um, then it just becomes like, it just becomes icing. Um, it's not plus a, you could keep using it at, as an, on characters where you don't give them a non-free action mm-hmm. we're just using free action so I mean you're getting that benefit like again you're carrying forward a character well maybe you put uh, on on that turn the character you're carrying is the mm-hmm. one you give the ESD to yeah because then they make a more effective mutual yeah because now they're actually helping you defend and then the next turn now when you get when you once you've clicked it then you're going to want to be using it for actions. But that first click, it is a little bit more difficult because you don't really want to be on that click. Yeah. It's the it's probably the, the most useless of them because the second click of it, you have the more attack boost. The third one, you have the outwit, which is great, and plus uh, the increase to your defense. And then the last one, you're doing a lot more damage. So the clicks two, three, and four are really good. The first one is the tough one to navigate. The first one, but it is a, it's a deployment click. As you say, like it's, it gives you. But the fact that you could lose it, like just by doing it on the first turn, yeah, it's an, it, it's an odd deployment click. It almost would have been yeah. better to have an empty click and then click into this. Yeah. Whereas it, it's it's almost it, it's very hard to use unless you're using it as a free action. Exactly. Or but there there are lots of characters that have the ability to do things as free actions. Sure. I can, I, you could you could certainly try to put together a team that that is heavily based around giving each other free actions. Uh, and then every time you get one, then that's when you choose to activate it's one of the powers related to the penguin dial. True. So that's how you would kind of optimize the use of the penguin dial. But mm-hmm. I, I do think it, it's kind of ten points to give you some situational resources. Um, that's very true. And and I kind of like that uh, conceptually. Can you imagine um, X Men with penguin on him? Yeah. On that on that second click, like the, I mean, he would never miss. Yeah. And the, the force blast would give you a nice, a nice extra bonus yeah. to all that brutal damage he's doing. And then as soon as you do that, then you knock people away, and then when they try to follow up, then you get plus two mm-hmm. defense, and you get what? Or uh, maybe a Gambit with his triple target uh, energy explosion, mm-hmm. and then you're knocking each one back as well. Yeah. That'd be gross. There are worse ways of spending ten points. Oh, for sure. <laughs> a lot worse. And again, it's all a question of what you're comparing it to. If you compare it against some a lot of feats and, and ATAs, then this seems like a, a, a very useful 10 points. If you're comparing it against other resources, then yeah, it, it doesn't hold up against the belt. It doesn't hold up against against any of them. No. Um, even a gauntlet at, at the basic 15 points is still a lot more potentially effective than this is. Yes, that's but, true. That's you know, why I feel like this should have been 5 points. Yeah. For 5 points, it would have been easier to kind of fit it on... Whereas when you once you moved it up to ten points, there's a lot of relics that I might rather use. Yeah, I disagree though about the it should have been five points. I think that every other resource should just be much more. Maybe resources are just too too cheap for what they're doing, and I feel like the penguin is kind of a fun use of ten points. It's kind of neat. I would never groan when I see it across the table from me. No, that's and that really that, I think that, that's more, a great uh, measure. You probably give it a like a hmm. Yeah, you know, interesting. What you, what you used over there, and then if they wind up doing something really cool with it, then then, then congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. The uh, the penguin took his cut. Yeah. All right, then. 
Um, now, I wanted to have a brief discussion. We've now been able to participate in a Fear Itself event. Yep. Um, so we're, we're, I'm ready for month two and I think two weeks from now. But yep. um, why don't you tell us what you, what you pulled or how you did? Well, I got stupendously lucky. I, mean, I think that everybody... Um, Everybody, to a certain extent, is is, is unlucky that, that, that the way we have to buy it is buy one fear itself and one of something else. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that Captain America and the previous one is just filtered out of uh, uh, out, out of the modern age, then we're more limited. And I like the idea of staying within Marvel. Not only because I'm a Marvel guy, although largely that, but also just because I like playing a Marvel event and using Marvel characters. Oh, of course. And I don't, I'm not really collecting the DC clicks. Plus a better chance to use keyword teams. Yeah. For the most part. So that really limits you down to Hulk, Galactic Guardians, um, uh, Chaos War, if there were any, but we're sold out at our venue. Yeah. Um, and Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. And of those, I have the, the CURs for all of the above. Uh, for Incredible Hulk, now I have absolutely every piece. So even though I really like the set, there's not there's literally nothing could be in that booster that I would want. Did you get all the LAs too? Yep. Dang. Yeah. You really went hog wild. It's incredible hog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and so there's no reason to buy that. So that just limits us to, to ASM and Galactic Guardians. And in both cases, there's a couple of SRs that I'm missing from each set and uh, pretty much all the chases. Mm-hmm. So I decided on Galactic Guardians because I care a little bit more about the ones I'm missing from that than I do about ASM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pulled the Chase Doom with the, the cube. Freaking crazy, and that's just awesome. Like it was just what a, what a great way to, to start off the night. Mm. Like so, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. You know, you, you you there's a small victory in the fact that you pull a chase. There is something really nice about that when you when you especially when you have to buy a, a pack of something that you don't really want to buy, yeah. and you wouldn't buy it in regular circumstances, and then you somehow get your faith rewarded. Yeah. Like I've had a few times in recent uh, uh, steel tournaments where I was really on the fence. Like I remember with Superman, I really shouldn't go and I went and I got the one piece I wanted the most that I hadn't gotten in my case which was the flash of that set yeah. and I've had I've gotten lucky a few times where like I went to the Amazing Spider-Man uh, release and I knew I was about to buy a case I didn't need to get, go and get anything but I got a prime Hannibal King and I didn't end up pulling it in my case so it ended up working so there is something nice to to have kind of be rewarded when you shouldn't really have to buy that you don't want to buy it yeah. you don't need that much from Galactic Guardians and yet you pull one of the best pieces and a really cool chase to boot yeah and probably the chase I would most want as well for what it's worth um, yeah. although well maybe the keeper but uh, I love Doctor Doom with the, with the cube and, mm-hmm. and for what's worth great in the context of the tournament uh, my fear itself booster was was not. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to get new things. I'm always happy to get new things. It just didn't have anything that really appealed to me. Uh, it had the serpent in it, which I care less about. Um, then it had speedball, which is awesome. Can't wait for another golden age tournament so I can play some new warriors. That's right. Yeah. Um, Sin, who it turns out to be quite effective. She went up on my team. Uh, she, she works pretty well, and it's mm-hmm. nice to have somebody for Scotty to turn into. Considering I got the the oh, yeah. battle the the whatever that's called that Blitzkrieg Blitzkrieg USA, USA a pack, gotcha. so it's nice to have somebody for Scotty to revert to. So I'm mm-hmm. happy about that. Um, and uh, what else did I pull? Uh, they were all together. Titania, really happy. As you know, I've been wanting Titania for a while. Uh, I'm gonna play her tonight probably. Okay. Um, and on a uh, on a Masters of Evil team. Uh, and uh, I said the serpent right. So yeah. then the other one I got would have been uh, Tannerus. And um, yawn, <laughs> yawn, Tanneris. But whatever, he was in there. Yeah. So of that, I wound up playing Doom um, as well. You should. Yeah, I didn't want to go without playing any Fear itself. I kind of made a. Originally, I was going to try to try to really focus on the Fear itself guys, but none of those people really appealed to me in this context. 
and the Chase Doom totally did, especially mm-hmm. in a Fear Itself event. The 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 power cosmic, uh, hypersonic damage, like he's yeah. with long, decent range and whatnot. Yeah, he's a, a great piece. So I used him with with Sin, uh, um, and it went well. I the I won the first match, um, and it was a uh, it was a great little game. Sin's a lot of fun. She's got a lot of a wit on her dial, and 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 Doom has it as well uh, off the top. Uh, and so in the early goings, you can you can kind of shut people down. That once Doom becomes hypersonic, Sin's just kind of occupying space. She's a bit of a meat shield with 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 her uh, stealth mm-hmm. and uh, and outwitting people. And if people are focusing on her, that means they're not focusing on Doom. Sure. And in a way that that works for itself. And the fact mm-hmm. she's got Hydra, it helps with Doom as well. Yeah. Um. So they work pretty nicely together. And Doom Cybersonic is really useful because it was a lot of ground pounders that I was fighting. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and so in the first match, they they took it. Large Doom's got a good attack away that that nerfed the mighty Miss Marvel, and then the rest of the team had a hard time pulling its weight. Against against such a big threat, um, the second game was, was a sad, sad endeavor. Um, only because I, I I rolled so badly, and, and I mean this is nothing. Take nothing against my opponent. Uh, my opponent did a great job. He was playing um, Kurth and uh, and a Sin as well, and, and mm-hmm. a Fool Society priest. So he's playing all for itself. It's great. Uh, and Kurth's an outstanding piece. I still I got the Alpha Strike with Doom, but he missed, um, and then. We we did some positioning. I got a, actually I got a second attack with Doom that that also missed, um, uh, and then Kurth came and, and and tied me up. So I tried to break away. Kurth doesn't have plasticity, so with hypersonic you yeah. break away on everything except a one. But I rolled yeah. a one, um, and then Kurth couldn't follow. I think he was double tapped, so he couldn't follow up. And then the next turn I tried to break away again for hypersonic, and I rolled another one. And then Kurth smacked Doom. He did enough damage that he knocked Doom into the middle of his dial where he gets hypersonic back. And so then after clearing, then I tried to break away again, and I rolled another one, oh. and then Kurth creamed him, and then it was it was all over. It's so upsetting. So, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing, you know, obviously, it's just one of those things, but that many failed breakaways with Hypersonic and really emphasizes the way the new rules are, are impacting upon the way we play this game. Mm. Uh, and that was, that was kind of sad, but whatever, I mean, it was it, just a game. Uh, and then I, I won the third round as well, again, no one can, in this set really hard to catch up with 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 hypersonic no, that's very true so uh, i have great experience all in all yeah I'm just sad about my dice rolls in the middle i did get lucky enough to uh i pulled i decided on getting amazing spider-man because i figured there was enough stuff i didn't have because yeah. uh, i traded away a lot of my starters in my slingers quest uh so at least there was a lot of opportunities i ended up pulling a uh, spider-man 2099 nice which is a nice piece i did already have them so if anyone wants them let me know sdm clicks on the realms um, but I, so he is up for trade. Uh, I ended up using him at his eighty point version. Uh, also used um, Titania and uh, Doctor Druid because I was like, oh TK, this is great. Yeah. Uh, again, TK and not being able to prob yourself is not good. Um, but the first match, I, I don't want to say a lot about it. I didn't enjoy myself. It was first uh, as an opponent that turtled when he probably didn't need to, but he thought he had to, and it just went really poorly. Um, the new the the mighty Wolverine is pretty insane yeah. in terms of what he can do with his poison. Um, at a later match, I ended up going up against uh, again the mighty Miss Marvel, and her range attacks were insane. Yeah, they um, really are. And it's just unfortunate that because I had to keep kind of jumping out of my limited prob zone with uh, Doctor Druid in order to actually get attacks off, it just didn't go well. Um, 
for the rest of the team at all, which yeah. is unfortunate. My other options when I, that I pulled, I could have used Kurth and I think the Mighty Iron Fist, but I felt like it was just so limited in terms of there was no real ranged attacks, and I didn't want to feel so limited, and I thought having Dr. Druid for the TK and still having guys who do close combat, but having a little bit more of an alpha strike capability would be better. It was not. Yeah. So I probably should have used Kurth, but um, I didn't, and uh, I'll know more better the next time. Yep. I'm excited for the next one. I'm still not sure what set I should buy. I'm still leaning towards uh, Spider-Man again, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking maybe Galactic Guardians. I mean, I'm not trying to replicate your luck. Well, but... no. Uh, <laughs> not like not like there's any way that you, you can necessarily count on it. Uh, I think I'll buy Galactic Guardians again. I would rather... It's, it's one of these things where I would rather buy ASM for, for team building options because I feel that there are more characters at a lower point value mm-hmm. and I like being able to play more characters. On the other hand, what I'm missing at this point from ASM uh, is I very much would like Ghost Rider, obviously. Um, yeah. And I'm missing that. But I know if you pulled that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be unbelievable. Because like, he, he would just... He would, he would rock. He would rock if fear itself was sealed. Yeah. But, again, that's one figure. I don't have or care about any of the chases from ASM, really. No. Um, and I don't care so much about Spider-Man 299 or Madam Web. I mean, they're okay, but they're the two I'm missing. Oh, really? Versus Mr. Fantastic, I don't have either the, the chase or the SR, and okay. I would like either or both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have either the chase or the SR Thanos, and I would like either or both. Okay. Uh, and I'm still missing what the Keeper chase. And I think there's another SR uh, from Galactic Guardians that I don't have that I would like. So there's a lot from from that that I actually want mm-hmm. versus not wanting as much from ASM. So I think we'll do the same thing. And I see, yeah, you just have the two options, really, because yeah. you have anything in Hulk. Exactly. Once once uh, X-Men comes out, then I'm sure I will, I will be oh, doing yeah. a lot of Oh, yeah, I think X-Men will be the only one I'll want. Yeah. Um, I, I expect X-Men will likely sell out our venue. Yeah, you think so? I think so. You don't think they'll plan Chaos ahead? Force hold out. Eventually, not right away. No, but it, it's split within within you know a month. If or they two. if they know that first of all, I mean they know that people buy a lot of it anyway. Uh, it's X Men related. I feel like they'll stock more. Yeah. And plus, if they know that they're going to have to sell more product to go with the fear itself, I feel like they'll they'll plan accordingly. Now, I might be giving them too much credit as a business. Well, I would also be giving them too much credit that not every venue is thinking the same thing, and I think that not just, there just may not be the supply. That's true. That's, well, yeah, but again, if WizKids wants money, wouldn't they have enough product? Wouldn't they generate more product if they can get the money? Wouldn't they have pr- produced enough fear itself? Wouldn't they have produced enough GSX? Yeah, these are all questions that, yeah, they make sense. I feel like they, they, I feel like they don't, they're not producing more, they're not taking the risk of producing more uh, on the face of things doing really well. Mm. Uh, and that's why you see, you know, the, 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 the Chaos War, it's sold out in a lot of places, and the Chaos War Fast Forces is sold out, like, everywhere. Oh, um, they put an extremely important tournament piece in there. Exactly, but it again, doesn't usually happen. But but they should again. This goes into the category of shouldn't they have known or wouldn't they have known? That one, I give them more credit for because uh, they couldn't have known that that character would become so highly prized. They probably just thought, ah, she's an okay Scarlet Witch, not realizing how important and game breaking they'd be. I feel like a lot of times they make these characters and they don't really realize how important they're going to be. That's in true, areas. but there's also you get the double, double whammy effect that that was also the only way to get a Scarlet Witch that wasn't an SR without having to go back quite some ways. True. So not only is she a great tournament beast, but she's also one of the only ways to get that character. And well, same thing with Mockingbird. I mean, you could get her yep. as a duo, or you could get her in Sinister, but you couldn't get a modern version unless... That is strange. I yeah. agree with that, that there should have been a solo version of Scarlet Witch and Mockingbird in the regular set, yeah. as opposed to only being characters you could get on duos. Yeah. That part was Because you do, you do get those people who... Some people just buy everything. But you get some people who will buy the things that are particularly useful tournament-style pieces, 
Or in you know, people like myself, I just want characters. Yeah. I want characters for building options. I don't need everything in the game, and I don't need 95 different versions of Thanos, but I would like one. <laughs> no, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So I am, I am very excited for the next Spirit Soft tournament. It was, it, it was... It was still a stressful tournament. Uh, it was stressful just to decide what pack to buy. Yep. I almost wish in some ways that they had said you have to buy this. It was the busiest tournament I'd ever seen at that venue, though. That's true. It definitely was, because I think there was 23 people playing. Yeah. Um, so that's the most we've ever had. It's not as bad as the horror stories of the 30s. And our store actually ended up having two cases, yeah. um, which was helpful. And then everyone got... I wonder what will end up happening with those extra packs because obviously they can they can't officially sell them no and they have to use them for the tournaments so i guess in case they get allocated later yeah um or like what i, I don't know what the protocol for that kind of stuff is i would love it if they treated them as uh, tournament prizes for the weeks that aren't already connected with the tournament prize that'd be interesting and i guess that that technically isn't against the rules because they can kind of do with the product as they'd like yeah. it doesn't have to be sold i mean yeah. obviously they probably like to recoup some of their money but that's true but all the same you know just that would be what my thought on it, is if they're willing to, 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 to part with them without getting the, the nine or ten bucks on it or whatever and I think it would make a, a, a fantastic tournament prize it would bring I think that would bring people out even oh more so than the actual prizes I yeah. agree especially because a lot of the prizes aren't figures anymore now they're just relics yeah. or Robin costume you yeah. know and I would much rather get a Fear Itself booster yeah even if even if they just cracked a booster and get and like gave the top five people uh, like if you Their won, choice of the you characters. You got the first choice. Well, you got a rare from Fear Itself. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Real, brilliant. Consider, I would love that. Considering it's pretty rare to get. In fact, itself. that's better for just about everybody because, especially if you, yeah, if you did like top five, because then there's more people getting prizes, mm -hmm. and the things that they're getting are very likely to be figures they don't already have yeah. from a set that they can't so buy. Even if you just got fifth place and you get like the most common of the Fear Itself. It's still the most common of an exclusive set. Exactly. So you don't... Uh, I wouldn't mind. And plus five people get things. I would love it. Or even if they did, like, maybe the you know the top person gets, like, I don't know, three, and maybe second place gets one, and then Fellowship gets one. Who cares what the breakdown is? Yeah. It would still be awesome, and I would like that more than just getting a booster for the person who won. Yeah. Great if you win, but then I, I think you'd be more likely to see the uber-competitive douches. Yeah. Where I'd rather see some more of it being spread out a little so that... If I don't bring a team with gauntlet or a belt on it, but I could still have a good shot at because I don't want to play that game. I'm just not that meta no. player to want to have to play to game the game so yeah. that I can win these pieces. I just want to play with some characters and have a fun time. That's why sometimes I get fellowship is because I, some, I it's not like I'm playing to lose, but I'm playing just to have a fun time with these figures. Yeah. And it's becoming more about the different type of you know specific uh, tricks that you can build into your team building. Yeah. Um, now we're just about to wrap up, but I mean, is there anything else you wanted to kind of touch on? I don't know. Do you want to do a uh, ways of play thing? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's dip our toe. Sure. So why don't you talk about it? Uh, well, I had the idea of of uh, whether it was going to be a specific theme for an episode, but I think it's something you can do. I think it would be something that you can do in every Heroflix episode. Is just each of us choose a choose a, a special a type of special rules that we like to play mm -hmm. um, just as a kind of a thought you know, for, for anyone who's listening who may be new to the game or who only ever plays just a certain point value uh, and, 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 and play mm -hmm. uh, just if we've ever had experiences in our favorite type of special rules games yeah. uh, and how they worked and, and how they were designed so one, one I have enjoyed doing when I've run like, like just friendly games mm -hmm. is I like doing a thousand point games mm -hmm. with a limited number of characters you can have usually to prevent theme themes from because a lot of times we get bogged down in trying to make teams that have theme props mm -hmm. and so we, we, we make certain teams a lot because it's easier to make certain teams 
Um, so I like to have like a thousand points. You can only have four or five characters. So yep. then you're encouraging people to use the big characters that they may not usually use because they're a little weak or maybe they go down quickly or you know whatever or they just don't fit on theme teams that well mm-hmm. or they don't have a, a keyword at all I mean there's the old Omega Red from Mutations and Monsters yeah. great piece but Molecule Man didn't, uh, Molecule Man don't Mouse see, these, yeah Mouse for sure these characters don't see a lot of play because they don't have keywords in a uh, keyword uh, environment that you need a keyword if yeah. you don't have anything, you're never going to be played. You're going to have a lot of dust on you. So I usually like doing that kind of thing because you get to see, again, the big beat sticks that, you know, and I sometimes, one thing I tried unsuccessfully, the last time we did a, a, a game day at uh, Leon's place, I forgot to mention the listing on keeping the amount of characters low. Right. Because, but instead, what I said was I wanted ranges to be less than four or five. Yeah. Um, cool. If it had gone along with what, in my head, I had said, limit the amount of characters the idea there would have been you would have had a lot of like Hulk style characters where it's not about a range game a lot of problems with having the you know like World Breaker mm. well not as much as World Breaker because he's awesome but other expensive Hulk like pieces is that they're great but then the minute you have a range guy on the map they just shred them yeah. and take them apart so I like the idea of just making a very close intimate game because you don't have a lot of ranges yeah and that's some of the things I like to do yeah when I do friendly games I also one thing I I, I never do in friendly games yeah. and I, I never get to do anywhere but once in a while, I'd like to, I'd like someone to let me play them because yeah. I love event dials, and I know yeah. they're very passe. Yeah, they are very fun, and they were never really anyone's favorite thing except for me. Yeah. Uh, but I love them. No one else does. Makes <laughs> me very sad. What What are your some of your um, favorite styles of uh, special rules? My favorite, my favorite special rules game, uh, I think was uh, we played one. It was basically a team up game where you uh, where you team up yourself with yourself. So it was like you were playing your own crossover book. Mm-hmm. The idea was that you built two teams so at a certain value. So let's say it was a 300-point game. You'd build two 300-point teams. Um, and ideally, if you're doing it right, then, then the two teams are distinct in some way. I mean, you, you kind of have to agree to play to what you don't. You're not forcing theme necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it is more fun if you're playing, if you say, make an X-Men team and an Avengers team. Or mm-hmm. you play FF uh, and uh, FF and Power Pack. And this is the the FF Power Pack crossover, and you basically <laughs> that, treat that it, we were clamoring for for years. Exactly, um, and you they start in, you start in the same starting area, but in every other way, uh, you play the game as if it was a four player game. It's just with two people. Yeah. So you you have your X Men turn, and then you have your Avengers turn, yeah. and the X Men can use prob for the X Men, and the Avengers can use prob for the but actually you 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 treat that that, that would be the theme team prob, yeah. but. Otherwise, you still treat the other ones as friendly. So you can perplex... X-Men can perplex Avengers. Avengers can be perplexing X-Men. You can use just your, your general prob, uh, but it's still considered to be not your turn when it's not the X-Men's turn. So if it's the Avengers' turn, an X-Men with prob could use their prob control. So yeah. you're basically... You are guiding two teams, yeah. uh, and you're playing as if it was a four-player game, but with two players, uh, and it's 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 a crossover team-up idea. It's pretty cool. I really... I, I find it super fun. Actually, I've, I've enjoyed team-up games where you actually do team up with another player, and you have like 150 points each, or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever half of what the total cost is, and then you're playing it like a four-player game, yeah. but uh, you have two of you on the same side, so obviously alternating. It's it's hard to sometimes do, because you have to make sure you have four guys, and but it's an interesting way of changing the game, yeah. and like you're friendly to the other person's force for certain things, but not for everything. It's intriguing. It's the same type of idea, but you're not controlling both. Yeah. Someone else is controlling the other. It, it just feels like it's grounded in... I like it when it feels a little bit like it's grounded in comics, and yet it's not so restrictive as to really make you only use certain characters. So that's why I like the idea of doing kind of like a, like a team-up book. 
And another another favorite of mine would be also along those lines mm-hmm. is, uh, is 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 any variation of the guest starring uh, uh, okay. type where you build a keyword theme, but you may have one character on the force that does not possess that keyword that is considered to, con- to possess it for this game. That's cool. And they can only be a certain percentage of the total build. So if it's a 300-point team, yeah. you can choose one character of 100 points or less, and then they can be... they are You basically give them a keyword. So they actually... It's not only that they aren't counted, it's that they get the keyword. That's cool. So in the example of a 300-point team, if it was a, if it was a non-specific uh, th- keyword, mm-hmm. then you could say you have a 100-point guy and a 200-point guy, and it would still qualifies theme or whatever okay but the point is that you you basically have somebody join the team uh for the purposes of that i played one game where i don't think there actually was the point restriction on it but it was uh the 165 point hulk and power pack came out to 300 points nice and even that's awesome Uh, and it was hulk and power pack and so we considered it to be a power pack theme team uh, and I power pack should just always be played that way as far as I'm concerned because they, they team up with everybody they but did. it was it was fun to play a game where for, for one night only Hulk is a part of the and it felt like a again like a crossover book like, that's pretty awesome uh, where somebody joins the team <laughs> so I and, and, and it's and it's nice and open so again you can choose any universe any different number of characters um, and and and, uh, and there's no real restrictions on it in that way uh, but it you build something that just yeah. feels cool I, I, I do like that it emphasizes the this is what comic books feel like. Yeah. Uh, the best types of comics sometimes are the ones where you just have random guest stars and it, they build it in, but it's you still have some who doesn't belong there. Yeah. And uh, I guess if it was more accurate, you'd have the power back fight Hulk first. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And then team up. Or maybe that they start in a different uh, part of the map. Uh, like you start. You, yeah, you, that'd be funny. You differentiate so they're not in this common starting area, but they're still fighting. The so they can't area. start together? Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. All right. Anything else? Uh, any final thoughts? Not really. I mean, I think that uh, it's going to be an it'll be an expensive summer once uh, X Men hits, but it's an exciting time. We're finally past Teen Titans, uh, and uh, Fear itself is is rolling. Oh yeah, I cannot wait for. I think it's August fourteenth is uh, mm-hmm. the release date for Wolverine the X Men. I'm hoping that we'll do a, cl- a clicks episode that day. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the day off work. Yeah. Uh, nice. I'm, I told my wife, I'm like, please don't have the baby this day. <laughs> Can you can you keep it in a little longer? Because I mean, she's due for the tw- like the twenty fourth, the twenty seventh era. But it, really, I yeah. mean, when you get to a certain point, it could happen at any time. Oh, absolutely. So I'm like, please, just let me get my hair clicks. And well, actually, what I said to her was, if you have the baby this day, I will leave the hair clicks at the store. Yeah. But my heart will be breaking. Yeah. And I'll be like, I really wish I could open these, but I can't. Yeah, it's super. It'll be very exciting when, when it comes out. Uh, I may also take the day off work. It'll, it'll be a, like a Wednesday or something. It'll be a Wednesday, yeah. Uh, I think even Nate's coming into town because he's, he's frothing at the bit. Although oh. he, he can't open his clicks. <laughs> Is that some combination of frothing at the mouth and chomping at the bit? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> it, was un, it was unintentional, but yes. I think he's coming down into town. He can't open though because um, his wife is a big part of the opening for him and okay. she loves opening the clicks so yeah. he'll be watching everyone else and getting more excited by the moment and he won't be able to actually open his own and then until the, finally she's able to come over and open the clicks and I think then by then he'll Leon be, coming over as well? Uh, he will be there yeah. yeah, I think he's taking the day as well master of uh, master of opening a click he'll box. be there with his two cases he's I got think, to like one motion yeah I think, <laughs> seriously and I think before, before we pick them up uh, he'll uh, he'll probably um Go to for one to get some additional super boosters because yeah. he wants those because he wants more team bases. Uh, he's asked me a few times like, "Am I going to do what I call my dirty open?" Which we've said before. Yes, yeah, me, me opening it up on the I, subway. I was there with you. Were you do a dirty open? I think we're thinking of maybe driving down this time and because but and not Seems classier. 
a little classier. Well, sometimes I open in the car. Yeah. Uh, one time when we when we bought uh, DC seventy five, we almost drove me home, and I was like, I can't wait any longer. So I start <laughs> opening up while we're sitting there, and uh, it was pretty insane. Yeah. It, we shouldn't have been doing that. That's I mean, he's just driving, like looking over. I'm like, oh my god, it's Barry Allen. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't die that day, um, but it, it was extremely exciting. So, anyways, thank you for joining us again for Comic Shenanigans episode 92. This is our Talking Heroclix episode for the month of July. Hopefully, we'll have an episode next month uh, for our Clicksmas episode when we uh, look at uh, Wolverine and the X Men. And hopefully, I'll be super excited because everything I pulled was amazing. Yep, and I got X Men. Yep, I got Exodus. We were all happy. If you get if you get X Men and I get Exodus, would you do a straight trade? Yep, absolutely. All right, well, you heard it there, folks. Yep. If he reneges, <laughs> I'm coming to you guys for, uh, for proof. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks once again to Tom Kerr for being on the episode. I'm Adam Chapman. Uh, if you want to send us emails for Comic Shenanigans, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail You can like us on Facebook, or you could uh, post in the HC Realms thread uh, that we post this episode in. So uh, I look forward to any feedback you might have, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Later. <laughs>